Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience. You are now listening. Joe Rogan experience, experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience, experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What's up, y'all? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernon's. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then we're going to give our talking points, talk about each guest, um, this, that, and the next. Uh, by the way, Kamar's intro is not his normal boisterous self because uh, obviously there's some sort of level cap on his uh, mic level. So it'll just like when he does his his normal boisterous like yell, um, it kind of uh, cuts out. So that's what you're getting. It's it sounds like you're doing it under duress. Like you're, yeah. you've been kidnapped and you have to do it really low so the kidnappers don't hear you doing your podcast, you know? It's funny you say that because I feel like I'm doing it under duress. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I got to say right right off the jump here, it's January 10th and there's no fucking way that in two weeks this lockdown is going to be over. No way. My theory is that he'll keep telling us two weeks and then next thing you know, it's summer. Yeah. I mean, the worst part is it doesn't seem like it's working. But I don't, but hold on, give it more time. Because we might, yeah. the surge we're seeing now might just be fucking Christmas retard, retardation. Yeah, a lot of French kissing over Christmas. But um, I mean, if they were really smart, they would have. Are you guys hearing me okay? I don't yeah, hear I can myself. hear you great. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they should have locked everything down before Christmas. All the politicians were just so worried about, you know, getting on their re-elected. planes and going on vacation. Well, that too. I was going to say being reelected and whatnot, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. It's obviously getting pretty ugly out there numbers wise. Like uh, the Ontario ICU is almost full from what I've heard. I mean, none of it makes any sense because. My brother's girlfriend never got sick. Never got, um, never, no, but post-tested negative. They live together. They sleep together. Like, I heard some weird stat. It's like, uh, I'm making up the number here, but it's like 60% of spouses whose partners are infected don't get sick. And then you're just like, well, what the fucking fuck, man? Yeah, that's fucking, that's really... How do you, I mean, again, though, it's still, we're still where we are. So, and it's funny because yeah, see, it, go ahead, Kamar. I'm sorry. I don't enjoy this format, but I was watching a popular podcast this week and they have the same problems we had. So I didn't feel as bad. No, I mean, we're doing our best. I think people realize that there's what, what are we supposed to do? We're not going to break the quarantine. Yeah, well, well, I'm just saying bigger podcasts are doing no better than we are. Yeah dealing with the situation so <clears throat> i mean again I, i've looked into it unless you have a shitload of money uh this is probably as good as it gets shout outs to whoever told us to use discord though because this is clearly way better Pod, there, yeah. 
there are a lot of um, podcasts that I listen to that deal mostly with um, like Skype interviews, even in regular times. <coughs> yeah. And this is what it's always like, man. Like the audio is just shit. And if you really want to listen to whoever the guest is, you're willing to, you know, put up with a little bit of. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Stopping. I mean, this is the thing. If you each had a computer. Like we each have expensive mics. If you each had a computer and we had some preamps, we could each have you set up with what I have and it would actually sound like the normal podcast, but we just don't have that capability. So, and it's only for two weeks, two weeks and then two more weeks and yeah. then it's and then summer. Two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Well, should we talk about the elephant in the room seeing as it never came up this week or uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I guess, I guess, you're I guess referring so. to. Okay, then we can just move on. It's fine. Oh. I just meant the comings and goings in the U.S. this week, Simon. Oh, I thought you were talking oh, about I me. See. Why? What's your, what's your? Are elephant? you, are you an elephant in a room? No, I just had my big trial. Oh, I did, dude. You didn't tell us. Oh, well, I thought that's what you were just talking about there. No. How would you I know? Let, okay. How did you have your trial? Because it was scheduled. Did you do it like via you Skype? Went into court? I went into court, man. It was wild. And? Uh, it's not over. Uh, <laughs> it, it started. It just didn't finish. So it's still going. Um, but th- we have a lot to talk about this week. I'm happy to talk about with you guys in the post, Joe. Oh. I, I just thought that you were talking about for some reason. But no, you were talking yeah. about the uh, riots. Which, yeah, I think we should do all that in the post, Joe, probably. Well, no one gets the post, Joe. It would feel like a disservice to the listeners to just breeze over the fact that what happened happened. But uh, the only no- listeners I care about are on the Patreon. Which There's I have no- to say, a shout out to uh, Christina, who's come back. She had to renew her debit card. Thanks, She's Christina. Back on the Patreon. We it's so funny. It. We had this person go on the Instagram and be like. Jesus Christ, bro, is it $100 million enough? The Patreon better be fucking free. What's your problem? And then they roll back, uh, sorry, I thought you were Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was was funny. (laughs) That is funny. Well, I also got rid of all the levels. There's only three levels on the Patreon now. There was no um, opportunity in any of these episodes where... It would make sense to talk about this, no? It well, did not come up once. Well, no, because that's because they're behind. <laughs> but uh, are we sure though? Yeah, like we don't know. Like, idea was Fogel on positive? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I they would have talked about it unless like, some, he talked with Fogel about Trump being suspended from Twitter, but then he got it back. But since then, he's been it permanently felt banned. Like it was. It, it felt like it was before. But it wasn't. Kamar's right because if he if he got banned on Twitter, then it was during. Okay. It was during all this shit. Well, he got he got banned on Twitter. They put him back on, and then they banned him again. So I don't know how many days that took place in. Two. Two days. Kamar's frozen. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> He's not just, like, intently. <laughs> well, because you were also not saying anything, so I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Me no, no, I was that. also trying to figure out. I was like, oh, no, Kamara's frozen. That's what it is. This is like his thing where he stares us down when he doesn't like what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's like, get off of this Trump bullshit. Fuck there, you. There, he's, he's back. back. He's hey, back. Kamar. Hey, Kamara. Um, hey, guys, were you talking shit about me? Yes, yeah, of, of course. course. 
Um, okay, well, let's go Let's go through it then, Kamar. What are the four guests this week, please and well, thank you? Well, you haven't asked anybody how their week was. I'm not you sure you know this, but anymore? how's your week? Is how's your week on the board? Yeah, it is actually. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, uh, Kamar? Oh, you know, just locked down. Uh, this has been the most normal it's felt with the uh, NFL playoffs because I really like those. But uh, And then I had my trial, so it was, it was a good week. Okay, so again, you're not going to tell us about the trial now. Yeah, or... I will, I will, we can talk about it in the post show. It'll, it'll take a long time to talk about it. Okay, sure. Okay. You got Matt. You have to buy the book. There you go, Simon. You know marketing. <laughs> Tease lead. I just think that's this. Ho- that's Hotep One Hundred and One. You're doing the real listeners a huge disservice, but fine. If you want, if that's how you want to play it, I want everyone to know that for me, I would be a hundred percent for Kamar telling this on the real show. And not just for the 45 people on Patreon, but he's obviously trying to sell you on something here. So I think it's just more private, more uh, intimate. So if someone were to give you $5, that become, it no longer becomes intimate. Pretty much. Okay. Simon, how was your week? My week was okay. Um, A full week, no smoking. So that's. Hey, congratulations. Thanks, man. And uh, I watched Operation Odessa. That was a trip. Wasn't it so good? (laughs) It's a crazy story. Good call, Maddie. That guy is hilarious. He really is, though, like a a Russian party boy. The funniest funniest was the Cuban. Yeah, party boy, Chris Pontius. The funniest was the Cuban guy. I think he looked more like Burt Kreischer than Chris Pontius. He did look a bit like Burt. He looked like Burt and Chris Pontius had a a love child. That's a right. Russian exactly. love child. Yeah. When Bert, yeah. when Bert was in Russia, he met Pontius on some like it. weird. We and he it. he also was the weak link. The Russian guy. Tarzan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could tell he was the party animal that was probably. Well, I mean, the Cuban guy was really the weak link, though, because no, no. nobody. The other two like looked out for each other, and that guy would have sold anybody down the river at any time, right? No, Tarzan was using the phone. He saw the secret camera. Didn't like he, Spoilers, he, he spoilers, by the way. If you haven't watched it, go on Netflix and watch Operation Odessa. It's a must. Is it, more, is it what? Go ahead. Come on. What's more interesting is the, the bald guy just got busted trying to smuggle 100 pounds. Yeah. So he just couldn't learn his lesson. No. <laughs> Couldn't go clean. No. Simon, what were you going to say? After getting away that. Oh, I so you're still, gonna... so you're on the jewel, just to be clear. Yeah. Okay, no cigarettes, gotcha. That's still a good, it's good for you still. I didn't, I didn't say no nicotine. No, I, I got, no cigarettes. I love you, I love yeah. you, I got you. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I could never do that, man. Like, I don't know, uh, I could never just go right to the gum. The ritual is such a huge part of it for me that, uh. That's that sucks too, because Lucy sent us some gum. I was gonna offer it to you, but you obviously don't want it. I'll take it. Uh, maybe maybe later. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. your week, Matt. Uh, oh no, I, I wanted to ask something about Operation Odessa. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Um, is it new? Did it just come out, or have I been missing it? Just skimming over it. I think you've been. A weird, uh, I think you've been skimming over it. I don't think it's that okay. old. I don't like. I'm not gonna sit there and be like it's five years old. I think it's like 2020. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I think I think it's at least 2019. It's from the same guys who made that New York one. 
Okay. I mean, the even then, seven, even seven, five, seven or whatever. Oh, this. Oh, about the corrupt cops. Yeah. Michael Dodd, the guy that was on Rogan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Simon, what I meant to say was like, it's re it's fairly recent, like within the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, I must've been like seeing it and just thinking it was something stupid and not ever stopping on it. Well, you know, what's ironic is I stopped on it and was like, this actually kind of looks interesting. And Mary said out loud, are you going to watch this? Cause it looks interesting. And I just moved on and like watched yeah. the office or something. And then later on, she was like, I'm putting that thing on. Cause it looked fucking cool. And the she thing was right. is, the thing is too, not all movies or shows are good, but all documentaries are in general interesting. Like they're not made like, let's see if people find this interesting. There's always a reason it's made. You know what I mean? Mm, like, I name, have to disagree. A documentary that was stupid. Well, just go on to fucking HBO or Amazon and like there are tons of them. So name one. You want me to name one documentary that was stupid? Uh, I'm just saying like Smartest Guys in the Room, Operation Odessa, Icarus, like... Yeah, I know. You've picked like the cream of the crop in that sentence. <laughs> Listen, Simon Kamar. Academy Award winning documentaries. What's Black the video Fish, game one? Like, Simon. All interesting. King of Kong. Yeah, those are all amazing ones. But like I'm telling you, there are tons of shitty documentaries. I was going to say, I'm sure Simon's watched tons. a few Bigfoot alien documentaries that just don't hold their ah, own. Yes, that's what well, it is. Yes, but I've also watched a lot of crime ones. Sure, sure. I, useless. My point, though, Simon, was like all it takes is a poor filmmaker and the content could be incredible. But if you're a shitty filmmaker, you're not going to get across the important well, it can be the opposite too. You can have like really benign content, but if it's a good documentary maker, they can make it into a good movie. Like um, that one voyeur motel. Like it's an okay story, but it's like really just a guy spying on people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I stand by my statement. Most documentaries are interesting. All right. Fair enough. That's you're allowed to have that opinion. Uh, my week was whatever. It's it, this is truly at the point where like whatever. Oh, you got your PlayStation, though. No, I got my own PlayStation back for $1,000. <laughs> so not my own, really. Sorry, I got the one that I had had. You I, never got your own. No, I paid him for the one that he had been lending me at a premium. The trials and tribulations. <laughs> so, like, literally, Walmart, watch the fuck out. Because there's it won't be today. I'm like the Russians. I'll wait on this shit, but I'm going to poison Walmart as a whole in the next 10 years. I can't wait, Matt. Good. Listen. I think you want to edit that out. No. No, don't. Leave it in there. Well, first of all, you can't poison a corporation literally. You can only do it figuratively. So I don't think I'm breaking. Oh, no. I thought for sure you meant Sam Walmart. You were going to go into the grave and poison him. His name is Walton, but that's fine. Whatever. I call him Walmart. Okay, can we please start the week? Because we've already 15 minutes of bullshit here, and Kamar hasn't even told us about his trial, so it's all been useless. Kamar, run down the list. Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, sticking with consistency, blew the doors off with fucking too many guests this week. And, and I say it every week, but what a difference a week makes. Last week was all jokes and comedians. This week was very heavy. We started off with 1588, Lawrence Wright on cults and cult behavior. Then we have 1589, Dr. Mark Gordon and former Special Forces Andrew Marr, followed by show favorite, 1590, the Walrus Whisperer, Bill Demers. 
Then we had Olympic wrestler Jordan Burroughs at 50-91. And if that was enough, we finished the week off with uh, Icarus documentary maker 50-92, John Fogel. Hey, Kay. Oh, he's gone. Hey, Maddie. he's really loud in my ears. Is he really loud in your ears? No, he's not. Did you get any of that? I mean, he's loud. He's Kamar, but he's not like loud in my ears, no. So what, there's an imbalance between my voice and his is what you're saying? Correct, yeah. And, uh, you know... <laughs> this is actually perfect. I like this. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, if he turns down his shit a bit, will that fuck everything up or will that just... Catching up down in our and ears? boom. Kamar? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't His even know. His internet's really bad, eh? Yeah, I think he's streaming the football game right now as well, and that's definitely not helping our cause. Sorry, I actually well, know he's streaming the football game as well because I could see where his eyes were diverted to the whole time. So, Well, we're going to get him to stop doing that. Kamar? There's no way you're going to get him to stop doing that. You might as well just keep it going. There's no point. Did you guys hear all that? No. No, none of it. It's your Shit. football game. Shut up. Yeah, none of it. Okay, I'll just whip through it. 1580, Lawrence Wright. Oh, that we heard. 1589, Dr. Mark Gordon and Special Forces, Andrew Marr. 1590, The Walrus Whisperer, Phil Demers. 1591, Olympic wrestler, Jordan Burroughs. And 1592, Icarus filmmaker, John Fogel. Yeah, there was five, wasn't there? Oh, gross. We didn't get any of that, Kamar. Don't You're do joking. it. Don't. Don't. <laughs> 1588, no, no. <laughs> uh, all right but it was definitely a different week from last week eh? i mean obviously well that jordan burrows like that just you got this no mma thing is gonna be a real problem i don't mean for us i mean for like the whole joe rogan experience because there has to be some delineation there because that we was be, clearly an mma right No, Kamar, get out of here with your fucking... I can't even... Listen, as a Trump supporter, your opinion holds zero fucking weight with me this week. Zero. (laughs) Not even a monicum of weight. So this whole, man, I don't even give a fuck. And you can whammy to the bank with that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think it's ever held weight. I don't think that works, Maddie. Are we going to rate the week? Yeah, I give the week a... uh, Fuck a f- four, a three and a half. You were about to give the week a four. I was close. Jordan Burroughs really fucks it up, but it was a strong week, man. Phil Demers was in this week. Oh, yeah. Phil Demers was in this okay, week. Whatever. It, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Um, I give the week... I give the week a two and a half, I guess. I don't know. It's tough for me. Uh, I give it a three and a half. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. All right. 1588. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me. Sorry. Lawrence Wright. Thanks. Yeah, this was a great, uh, a great surprise. Uh, I guess he had mentioned maybe he was going to have Lawrence on, but I had forgotten. And, um, 
they hardly talked about Scientology at all, which was kind of shitty, but they talked about a lot of cool shit. But hadn't he just been That's on recently a... and talked about Scientology? He's been on before? I thought he had been on before, no? The going clear guy? I don't know. Maybe. I don't I didn't think so. Kamar? If any listeners want to hear about Scientology, though, they can join the uh, Patreon where we did the review of the Leah Remy episode. No, I don't I don't remember him being on recently. He might have been right after Joe saw going clear. They could also listen to Leah Remini's podcast about Scientology. I think our review was a little... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I'm a huge going clear fan. Um, so this was cool. Uh, they start off talking about immortality, which is such a weird question, right? If you want to live forever? Well, you, well, obviously you don't want to die right now, but you don't want to live forever. You want to live basically to see everyone you care about and know that they're doing well. You want to see everyone you... Say that again? That doesn't make any sense. Everyone you care about know that when you pass on, they're all well, taken care of, whatnot. Or you live long enough to see that they're not well and taken care of. And maybe if you left earlier, you would have just gone out under the delusion that everything was cool. But if everyone can live mm. that long, Kamar, isn't there a little bit of a catch-22? Like, if I have a kid, don't I then have to live? Like, your argument is like, well, you want to be able to live long enough to see your kid, you know, do all this shit, right? That sort of thing. But then if your kid lives as long as you, if your kid can live 400 years, you have to outlive that 400 years to watch the, I don't know. It. If somebody offered you an extra 50 years, would you take it? Uh, am I physically, like, do I stay now where I am? Or do you, I deteriorate? No, you'll get to 70, and then you get an extra 50 years of, of being 70. It Ugh. depends if I'm physically able at 70. Like, I don't want to live 50 years as a uh, geriatric well, like, and that's, uh, invalid. That's, that's exactly why Joe takes all the vitamins and all the supplements and every new fandangled way because I think he knows that by the time he gets to 70, there will be options at an extra 50, 80, 100 years. I mean, listen, but, they, they showed a woman the other day that's like 118 and... Like, just in general, you know, 118 years didn't look great on her. She didn't look wildly happy. I don't even know if you can look happy after that long. Like, I, I mean, I agree with you, Matt. If you just are continuously getting older, you know, right, and, and decaying. But if, like, look, if they're able to make us live longer, they're going to make you live longer at a better place in time, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to choose, though, because, like, you know, not knowing as a 20 year old, you'd be like, well, I want to be 20 for the next 50 years. But then you get to your 30s and you're like, well, this is probably much better. Well, you know maybe I'm... 70 is the shit then, Maddie. No, there's no I way. There's no way 70, 70 is the shit. It's impossible. No, I think I think that's probably 80. But <clears throat> OK, I mean, maybe I guess it depends on how uh, how you treat your body. That's why I I, uh, I wanted to stop smoking. And it also depends on what you believe in, right? Because if you just die and it ends, then you just want to live as long as you can because that's the only ride. But if you move on or whatever, then... I mean, does it really matter what you believe in? Like, if there really is something, 
do you really think it's based on like individual religious preference? I don't know if it's even religious. I think it's just what you believe in. Or maybe there just is something that happens and it's the same across the board, the way like there should be a universal religion, you know? Like that's probably the way man was, humans were meant to be. Um, I think what I'm suggesting is if you believe when you die, that's it, then that's it. No, no, he I, believes. I, finish your thought. If you believe in something else, then something else happens. Yeah, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just Diablo avocadoing here. If it's a little more structured than that, and there just is something that happens, and it doesn't matter what you, Kamar, believe or me, Simon, believe. It's something that happens, a physical something. Yeah, and I, I think that's not the case. I think it's what you believe. Like your consciousness deals your path. So if, you're, if your consciousness is like, yeah, when I'm done, I'm done, then it's done. But if your consciousness believes you go on, then you go on. It's sort of like the... I think it was Mike Tyson who was talking about the weirdest person, but they like weighed someone after they die and they're like, a gram and a half lighter. No, that's it's bullshit. True. It's 27 it's grams and it's a total it's fucking not, mis it's, it's a misnomer. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so it was it was in that movie um what was that movie where they lied about everything? Uh, uh Zeitgeist. No, imagine this or I, I don't remember what it was called. Joe talks about it. Or has talked about it. So you guys don't believe in the soul. Sorry? You guys don't believe in the human soul. Hold on. Just because oh, I don't I believe in the I soul, I just just because I don't believe in it having its own weight in the body doesn't mean I don't believe in the soul. I just don't believe that it weighs twenty seven grams. And that no, I don't no, think I, they can weigh you before and after and there's a difference in your weight. Yeah. I, I no, I don't think the soul has a weight to it. The, but, uh, the, it that doesn't matter. The idea is just the soul can't die. Yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously I believe that, Kamar, because I believe there's some sort of something that happens after death. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that they didn't actually talk about Scientology too much because it's, it, well, they, I mean, they did, but it's, it is what it is. It's still going strong. Um, but it was more just about cult uh, and humans' susceptibility to the power of suggestion and whatnot. I thought it was a really interesting way to talk about the Jonestown Susceptibility. Massacre. Thank you. Uh, Matt, sorry, Kamar, were you able to see if he had ever been on before? Looks like he so hasn't. I just kept it looks like he hasn't. I just don't, phone. like, I want to know, because when he was on, I was like, this guy looks super familiar. Hmm. And it, obviously, this is the only content that I really fucking ingest in large doses, so. I couldn't figure out. Now, I, now I'm trying to figure out where I've fucking seen this guy before. Well, I'm trying to remember if he's in his movie in Going Clear. I, I believe he is, but I, I just don't think that's it. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Kamar. I was just talking about cults and uh, the Jonestown Massacre. Uh, obviously, none of us were alive when it happened. But when things happen, I find we always just sort of think about the incident and not the aftermath. Because he was saying the guy's son had to go down there and identify all those bodies. And that's just like, 
Why? When did Jonestown happen, Kamara? It was uh, it was after before you, 77. I'm pretty sure you guys were alive. I wasn't. Yeah. I, th- I think it was yeah, 83. Yeah. I think it was the year uh, I was born. I thought it was 79. I can look it up like right that. now. Give me a sec. Yeah. I have my computer. No. Not able to be aware of it happen. Like yeah, yeah, sure. Fine. It wasn't like I was watching the news and this happened. When I heard about it, it had happened. But just the fact that the we sort of get, you know, say the hurricane happens, it's sort of unrelated. It's like whoa, everyone got flooded. But you, you don't realize the rebuilding and the people's houses. Just the aftermath is. That's something such a, else. A crazy story too. That Jonestown. That's the one in South Africa, right? Uh, South America, I believe it was. Guyana. No, it's, okay, sure. Yeah, it's Anyways, Guyana. they like, the um, politician goes down to try and save the people, and then they kill him on the plane. It was like a whole fucking thing, man. Yeah. Well, to boot, they sell everything and move down there. Like, the steps that kept going, that people were like, are you sure you want to do this? And it's just like... The mind isn't what we think it is. It's like able to have a good thought, say maybe this isn't a good idea. You can really get swept up with anything. It's 1978, can, I believe. 1978. <laughs> Three years old. And it was the largest loss of American civil life in a deliberate act up until September 11th. It was like 100 people. Is that right? 918. 900. No way. Holy fuck. That's a lot of fucking Kool Aid, man. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a horrible incident. It wasn't actually Kool Aid; it was some other fruit drink. But Tang. no, not Tang. <laughs> that's that's NASA shit. But yeah, it just made me feel really bad for his son that had to go down and identify all those bodies, like, and the cleanup and all that. Just, I guess they made a big mass grave, and seems like it's been forgotten almost. Well, it certainly isn't talked about a lot, but it's like any of those things, Waco, uh, y- you know, that it's not discussed until they make a movie about it. So maybe they'll make a Jonestown movie. <laughs> they did. I, I mean, think, they made a documentary. I, I, oh, you're talking about a movie movie? Yeah, like a, a motion know, picture, Hollywood. a major. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even a documentary at this point, like it's obviously been forgotten in the annals of history. No, I told you someone so, did make a documentary. It came up. It came up when I typed in Jonestown Massacre. When when did they do that? Like recently? Um, this is why we don't have a computer accessible during the show because it would just be all this. Uh, Jones. And we don't have Jamie. Well, usually Fingers. we just do it on our phones, but this whole Discord thing. Um, We're handicapped. 2018, by the looks of it. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Well, it looks like there's been a few, though. And it must be amazing because we know that all documentaries, two thumbs up. Good point, Simon. Yep. Thanks, man. Um, were you guys in Scouts or Beavers? Yeah, I was in Beavers and Cub Scouts. I feel like Matt was in na- neither of them. Nope. Were you in uh, anything? I was in Beavers and Scouts. Yeah. I don't, I don't know our- anybody who was... Uh, abused in beavers but it feels like it would be a prime location for uh for some shenanigans to go down well you mean you don't know anyone that talks openly about being abused at beavers or fucking yeah sure yeah i think that's a more appropriate all all my experiences in those uh organizations there was always a lot of parents around 
Oh, no, not for us, man. Like, I remember, like, Beavers and Cubs were every, like, Tuesday or whatever. We would yeah. go to the old church on Percy Avenue there. There was one Cub Master, and it was just us running around the whole fucking place, totally unattended. Really? Kamar, that's how you could tell, tell you who... no lies. That's how you could tell whose parents had been touched by their fucking Scoutmaster, the ones that were around all the time, but still, scum- <laughs> but still sent their kids to Scouts. Dude, if you got fucking touched at Scouts, there's no way you're sending your kids to Scouts. That's not true. Think about it. It's just like what Kamar said. You might have that weird, like, you know what? Other than the counselor touching me, I learned a lot of great lessons at Scouts. Well, that's it's funny you say that because that leads into sort of my next point about memory and how people remember stuff because he's talking about children sort of thought they were molested or whatever and the power suggestion... And one thing that never comes up uh, when we talk about JFK is that he was hated in Dallas. Did you guys know that? No. Prior to this podcast? Well, I imagine I didn't, but I imagine he was hated in quite a few places, no? I would imagine that most of the South in, didn't he love him. He was killed in Dallas, that, that's all. And the fact, like, I, I, it's, I don't know if it's actually a contributing factor, but I never knew that was an undertone when it happened that he was despised in Dallas is probably all of Texas. I was going to say well, he I mean, was a Massachusetts or like Connecticut. Um, rich kid. Yeah. Well, Blue of course blood. they're going to hate him. And remember too, like we say all the time, you know, it was like murder on the every murder on the Orient express. Everybody wanted a piece of JFK. So yeah, he had a lot of enemies. Like there would have been a lot of places where he was not welcome. Come on. You but breezed over me, that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I no, I'm just saying for me, it was the CIA um, or the military industrial complex, the mob, maybe Cuba, and now add Dallas as well. <clears throat> I mean, you breezed over the craziest story that that dad admitted to raping his daughter's, despite having no memory of it and not actually even committing the crime, but he ju- he admitted based on simply like, well, they wouldn't make it up or lie. And it wasn't even like they had intentionally made it up or lied. They had, there was just like some weird sort of massaging of the mind that made them be like, yeah, maybe I was touched. Well, well yeah. Not- go ahead. <laughs> One go of on. you go. No, go ahead, Kamar. No, I was just saying, and that's what I mean about the mind isn't what we think it is like. I think and remember this stuff, so it is. Like, we, we should never be too sure. Well, that's why they say eyewitness testimony is, like, the least credible in a court of law. Especially well, wait till I tell you about the trial. And during that satanic panic uh, whole thing that was happening in uh, the States at the time where they were accusing a lot of, like, um, you know what I'm talking about, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, just blaming everything uh, on Satanism. Well, no, but there, I'm just saying, like those were all kids that nothing happened to, and they convinced the whole school that shit was going on, created this whole thing. Children are easily um, manipulated; they're malleable. Yes, their brains are easily filled with things, and like, look, uh, I know that, like. My sister always says that when we were kids, I like locked her in a closet one time. And I have zero recollection of this. So either I don't remember or she's created this false narrative. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, but I mean, think about that. Think about it like this. That to you is like nothing. 
because you did the locking. So for you to not remember that is like nothing. I never locked her in a closet. But you see what I'm saying is like this is. But it never happened. Okay, fine. But you see your options you gave there was either she's making yeah. it up or. Yeah. My point yeah. is just well, for her, it could have been a traumatic experience that she'll never forget. And for you, it was like, well, I locked her in the closet 10 times. How am I supposed to remember? You know what I mean? Or that sort of. Yeah, to totally. That is a possibility. Or uh, conversely. Sure. Or she just she made just it up. She just fabricated this yeah. in her head. And that happens too, right? Listen, did you lock your sister in the closet? I don't fucking know, Simon. I wasn't there. No. Point is, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no, it's like, weird. Because now, as an adult, I, I, I would say, yeah, I locked you in a closet. Like, Unless you suppress the memory. But what's weird is Satanism has gone away. It seemed like it was a big thing when I was a kid. Up until uh, Marilyn Manson. Are you, well, that's a goth movement, but I mean, Satanism, I think, is still pretty strong. I, I mean, I don't know how strong it ever really was. There's like the Church of Satan, and then there's um, something else. One of them is like this kind of benign, uh, they just kind of want to fuck around, have fun. And then the other is the, you know, sacrificing and all of that jazz even then though kamar wouldn't you just argue that the media hypes it up and that the satanic shit was never really around anyway that it was just the fucking media trying to hype up something that never really and then hollywood doing its part and the music industry and all those mega death and anything to make it look like it was ozzy osbourne biting the heads off of bats and you know that's totally what i think it was and i guess they it's... just gave up on doing that uh, when... three words Winds of change. It's the same thing. It's just oh, it's in a different genre of music. Genre. Of, it it of gave music. me shivers when uh, Operation Odessa started with Winds of Change. Dude, that was fucked up, eh? My wife looks over, like, because I started watching it and she was in the kitchen and she said, are you watching a documentary about your, your podcast? And I said, no. It's just a weird fucking coincidence. It's in the air, babe. It's in the air. Uh, we always talk about Matrix Moment. His latest novel is a crazy Matrix Moment. I don't remember. What was it? Well, he wrote a novel about a pandemic. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, okay. We'll just gloss over that. Um, but how no, crazy it, it that? was. It was crazy. You, you do all this research, write this novel, <clears throat> and then as you put out, a crazy pandemic happens. Well... I mean, it is. It's definitely a crazy coincidence. I think, though, that a lot of these guys that are on, like, the cutting edge of, uh, you know, predicting what may or may not happen in the world have been looking at this idea of pandemics for a long time. It's just us as a populace who have been blind to it. Well, as we should be. We're I, not supposed to walk around in fear of a pandemic. Of course. I'm not, I'm not berating, like, the layman for that. I, I'm saying exactly that, Maddie. Like, we, but, nor but should I, we have been. It's the higher-ups and the people in positions of power to protect us that take our tax money and all of that shit that should have been doing it. I think we have our attitude, though, because of SARS, H1N1. Like, bird flus have happened. These things have happened. They just didn't have this impact on our lives. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when that there was a crazy Ebola outbreak and someone got to America and it was like a sketchy for a minute, but it never came close to what we're enduring now. Well, SARS seemed like the one that almost hit 
like what because there was like a big SARS outbreak in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But it never got close, even like four hours away. So, but I hear you, Kamar. Like this is the one that has inconvenienced people enough to, or scared, or got people sick in a lot of cases. I hope that we learn enough through this that we never do this again. We learn the right way. Uh, one bright point, though. What do you is, mean uh, never do this again? What does that mean, though? Like. Uh, once we get out of this to whatever the other side is and we find out actually what we did right and what we did wrong, uh, if this ever happens again, we handle it better than we've been handling this. I hope. Or we just shut down again and everything's hunky-dory. But he was saying, I mean, he did a bunch of research and he's optimistic. Because we went through the uh, Spanish flu, right? Yeah. But 50 million, 50 million people us. died or something like that or whatever the fuck it was. I think actually 60 million. Like ha- wiped out like two-thirds of the world's population. And there was less people. Yeah, so what's your point? Well, if the world can get through that, obviously we're going to be able to get through this. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... Sorry, sorry. So then let me ask a question too then. Couldn't all the people that are arguing that we're never going to get the economy back, couldn't you say the same thing to them too? The economy will cover, it always does, always has. Businesses will come back. This guy was saying the economy is still going. The economy is like, just moves to where it has to go to survive. Yeah. Everyone's individual economies come to stop. But I mean, Bitcoin keeps going through the roof. Elon Musk just became the richest man in the world. Whoa, save it for the post, Joe. Money's got to be spent. Touche. Yeah, so, I mean, little economies have shut down the restaurants that Joe uh, complains about, but, like, these uh, manufacturers of vaccines are doing quite well right now. I don't think the economy ever shuts down. No, we're going to find out. One interesting thing is he said, um, Barry Graham and Jason Manzella, I think I fucked that name up, are the two guys that developed this vaccine. It's just two guys. But there's a whole bunch of different vaccines. Uh, They're the same sort of though. As we learn about in the next one, the way they work. I mean, to say it's two guys, like they have a team behind them. They have a multi-million dollar lab. They have... No, in this podcast, he said it was just two guys. So obviously they have interns or other uh, laboratories that work on it. But there's two guys that basically are saving the world right now. And I think it's strange that they're not household names. Are we talking about this new... um, Is it the new like way the vaccine is given without having to put the vaccine in. Is that what you're talking about? No. And generally vaccines have been um, a little bit of the virus that they gives you. And then your body goes, Oh, I will build up an immune system to that. But this is a, um... yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are you talking about this new RNA? Is that yes, what yes. they invented? Yes. Delivery sir, exactly. mechanism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Gotcha. So it seems like they would be the people of the year. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as long as it ends up being uh, <clears throat> something that works out. Well, let's hope it's uh, psychosomatic. If everybody starts growing like six arms, then they probably... Well, I mean, time would still give them men of the... or person of the year, but... I just I just felt good about it after this guy <laughs> wrote this book, and he's optimistic going forward, and I can't wait to get my um, shot, whenever that is, in September or whatnot. And uh, my last point he made was um, you got to diversify in things you do to stay passionate which was good advice like said, Joe. well joe's a perfect example of doing different things but uh for anyone who's who listens to this uh, that's something to take away if you just do one thing then you can sort of get uh, burnt out on it so he's like i don't want to just write i, I want to do a play or a musical or this sort of thing and uh, that's what keeps him passionate. Because he was a really interesting guy. Yes. Uh, I just wish they had talked more about Scientology. Really? Yeah, for sure. You have the guy who's like the guy. The guy who broke it all, you know? I, I think it was more um, the discussion of the, people's mental makeup on how people could get into Scientology. Like, I thought I was... Go on. I, I thought it was so interesting how he like lived in front or above the Scientology place. Like he almost got involved in it. I, I heard a lot of stories like that. Like I listened to a couple other podcasts of people who were like right on the periphery of Scientology, but were able to like see it for what it was and then became advocates against it. Um, as well, Joe, well as Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. But, I mean, even closer than that, more than just, you know, maybe read Dianetics. He, he was reading Dianetics and getting into it. So, I mean, in another universe, it, he could have been uh, sucked in. Yeah, he could but have been I, Tom Cruise. I think there's such, they're just such a, uh, a closed thing that uh, they're, what he has uh, revealed is all that will be revealed unless some crazy scandal brings him down. No, I think you're going to see that in the next, uh, I mean, I give them five years, five, five years, and then Scientology is going to be like, a, they're, they're already such a dying organization. They have to lie so bad about their numbers. They have to buy buildings and keep them empty just to make it seem like they have this thriving population of, of uh, people who are involved in the, in the cult or the religion, wow, whatever big you call. call it. I think you're wrong. Sorry? I think what you're you wrong, mean? Simon. He's looking at football. He's watching football. Big call. You think I'm wrong? I think you're wrong, yeah. No, I, I oh, think it's I a big call in I know I'm right. You think okay, in five, five years, years Scientology will be gone? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. That Yeah, okay. That's a big call. Sorry. I, I meant that they're a dying religion who's pretending to be something they're not at this point. I just don't think they're going away. I think if they go away, it's because the whole world ends and everything's going away. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. On that note, um, yeah, we're going to have to talk. I can't not talk about something that's happened. Do you know what I mean? So, What are you talking about? Let's just talk about it. What are you talking about? What's going on in the fucking world? I don't want to wait until the post-show to talk about like huge happenings. That's crazy. That's not what we do. I'm pretty sure this is going to get very ugly. 
All right. Well, well we it can... doesn't have to get ugly. I mean, no, you know, no, of just... course it doesn't have to get ugly. What do you okay. want to talk about, Sai? Well, well he on. wants to talk, talk about, about the it? obvious thing that, you know, that. Sure. Rate it and then we'll talk about it. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start with you. What do you okay. want to rate it? I'm going to give it a three, a 3.25. And that's because they didn't talk about Scientology. Yeah. I mean, I like this guy. I give it a three and a uh, half. I like the episode. Uh, I, uh, I thought it was going to be about Scientology. I really wasn't interested in that. Uh, I give it a three, uh, seven, five. Okay. Well, almost well, in agreement. We're all within, we're, we're all within 0. 0.25 of each other. So it's, uh, we were close. It's close in there. All right. So I guess now we're going to take a few minutes to do what we should have done at the beginning. That's right. Um, so obviously, um, uh, there's some happenings in the States this week. <clears throat> uh, it seemed like a bunch of Trump supporters stormed capital uh in uh in hopes of overturning the election i mean i don't know if that's what it was in hopes of doing it was something i think that's what it was in hopes of doing wasn't it an insurrection what, really? they wanted what kamar well it doesn't make sense it would have to have been a coup matt where they were like trying to go and overthrow the government they're not going to overturn the election by just storming the Capitol. Well, There's he, no rhyme he, or reason to that. Okay, hear me out, though. Is a coup... A coup normally has three, like, serious components that this was missing. Uh, the first and probably most important would be organization. Uh, the second um, would be the army or, like, arms in general. Because normally a coup doesn't happen um, without violence. Yeah. And uh, what was the third one? Fuck. This just didn't seem like a coup to me. It seemed like a... I know Kamara's well, going to... Why'd you, why'd you call it a coup? When did I call it a coup? You said they tried to... Uh... No, I, I he said... said that. <laughs> I said insurrection was what I said. But coup, coup was the wrong word. I was just saying that they weren't storming to try and overturn an election. There was... They were, there was no um, switch that was going to be activated at any point that was going to, to do that. So it was just to show their displeasure. Yeah, I, I think it was just a protest that got out of control. Um, the weirdest thing is <laughs> when it happened, um, it was the senator from Oklahoma was putting forth his motion to try to change the election. Like for Donald Trump, right? He was saying, we don't want to accept the election results. Uh, what we want to do is have an independent investigation into the irregularities or whatever of the election. So this would be positive if you're a Trump supporter and wanted to overturn the election. Right? What would be positive? Well, except This that guy's motion he was putting forward. Except that that motion gotcha. absolutely never passes. Ever, nor could well, uh, it. Uh, uh, I, I got to finish the point. Sure. So he was trying to do this, which would have been good for Trump supporters who wanted to overthrow the election or, or overturn the election. Correct. Sure. This thing happened six hours later. That guy picks up where he left off and goes, "Forget what I said. Joe Biden's president." So their actions delegitimize any 
hope they had of changing the election. Yeah, but I don't think they're smart or sane people for the most part. I don't think it was... Listen, Simon called it a coup and then took it back, whatever. Let's. I don't even think this was... I think this was... You know how Joe's like, I don't think America has a gun problem. I think it has a mental health issue disguised as a gun problem. I think this was um, a mental health issue disguised as a coup. Because it didn't seem like there was a lot of mentally stable people down there from what I saw. You uh, you said to me like uh, how I said uh, I don't think they'd riot or trash the place, and uh, I'd have to go back and actually listen to context. But um, I think I don't think I thought it was possible to do what they did, and I was more referencing to like trashing the streets of Washington and businesses and stuff because I think they were allowed to do what they did. I can't believe that uh, police with guns and all this were just like, what? We didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. So, they were let- so the argument, so I'm, I'm they confused now. They were allowed to do now. what they did. Okay. So are you saying that let somehow Antifa got the cops to let them do this? No, I'd say uh, it'd be uh, the, the Democrats or whoever. I don't know. It's sort of like a almost like a false flag. But if you look at the aftermath, Trump's done, canceled off everything. The whole right has lost all their credibility. Uh, any conspiracy theorist is now a domestic terrorist. Like, it's like everything got tied up with a cute bow. It just is too smooth. Or they're just crazy and they, they ruin themselves. It's just, it's just too convenient how it's all worked out. Because, like, they're done. Like, Trump can't run again in 2024. That's not true. That's not true. They haven't. The only way he can't run again is if they impeach him in the next 14 days or invoke the 25th Amendment. No, but but what I'm saying is, um, say there were 100,000 people at this riot protest. Yeah, there was more. 200,000, I don't know. Say there's 500,000. That means... And say he was voted for by 70, 71 million people or whatever. Yeah. There's 70, 70 million people who weren't there are like, fuck this guy. I think he lost a lot of support in the one way that this happened. And they're like, well, this is law and order. And then they're mad at him for not supporting the riot after the math. Have you seen that? When he condemned it, and they're like, see... You guys follow this guy to the end, and he just turns his back on you. So, like, it's it's over. It's all over. It couldn't have worked out worse for him, this whole situation. It's so weird you're saying that two days later. Yeah, because yeah, you, 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 you can make any comment you want as it looks like the world's falling apart. But now that you look like he's been deplatformed off everything for life, like, what's he going to do? He's going to start his own news network. And yep. I don't That's think gonna anyone's going to watch it because they're like, this guy's a horrible person. He still has tons of support, I'm sure. I don't know. This this was a real, like, uh, like I, I can't find anyone who's spinning this. Oh, Tim like, Poole. It's a good, good thing. Well, Tim Poole is already blaming uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, <laughs> which I thought was cute. Here's my well, issue. Can I say something? I have a bi- I have a I have a pretty glaring issue. Um 
the woman that got shot. Here's where yeah. I here's where I have a problem. If you watch the video, she's jumping past two fully armed, like either security detail, cops, Capitol Police, whatever the fuck you want to call them. But they have like full SWAT gear on and they're armed. And she like jumps kind of like past them to up on the door. And then she gets shot from someone behind the door. That is some of the worst, like... First of all, that cop is lucky he didn't shoot another cop in the back of the head. And you shot someone dead that posed no real threat to you. Like, there's two cops standing in front of you. They didn't shoot her. It, there uh, that's cops taking selfies with them. Right? The whole thing doesn't make sense. Well, first of all, Kamar, the whole thing does make sense. You act like cops aren't, for the most part, like, in on this with these guys. You think the cops are in on it now? Not all the cops, but you definitely... Dude, Kamar, get the fuck out of here. Like, how many cops love these Trump supporters and are like, yeah, these guys are all about blue lives and blue lives matter. That's been the whole fucking thing the whole time. So of course so that, w w that would have been the people who let the rioters in. Uh, probably. Yeah. You think obviously that the Democrats let them in and the Democrats placed police there to let them in. That's your narrative. I mean, sometimes the police have like a weird, um, uh, you know, like the higher ups have told them don't, cause a scene it'll be better for us optically if we don't start beating people and you just let it burn itself out it was kind of like that was the theory during some of the riots earlier on yeah, yeah not I mean, when you my issue not when you're dealing with they, capitol hill i, they, I mean i i agree but who knows they were they, I saw, go ahead, they knew on. this they knew this was going to happen I mean, I, not maybe the people rushing the building, but they knew they were going to be have there. They could have had the uh, manpower and the fences up. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, Trump made some law, didn't he, that anybody, like, defacing government property is 10 years in jail or whatever? Yeah, all those people have been arrested. Like, they're fucked. Well, we'll you see how... We have a we'll, lot of pardoning to do. We'll see how fucked they are. That's the thing, like... We're two days after this, and you're you're already calling it for. I I just don't agree. I think it's more that like he's been. I just don't know. Like he's been deep platformed. If you watch CNN, they're like they are so happy with themselves that this happened. Like uh, while well, they're trying to say the disappointment of the action, but they're like, see, we were right all along, and it just the whole thing seems fishy. If he gets out of this somehow, it'd be amazing. I don't see how. See, you haven't really said right. anything, though, other than it's fishy. It's fishy that it was allowed to happen. With all the other protests that have happened, Black Lives Matter, all these. So let me ask you then. The fine, fine. I'm going to call you on your shit then. So what about this? What about your? What about Donald Trump going out and egging them on and, and then not being the law and order guy? Because when it was Black said, Lives Matter and Antifa, he was heavy law and order. We're going to fucking, we're crawling in people, we're cracking skulls, and if you don't fucking abide, then it's over. And then this one, it was a little bit different, Kamar. It seemed a little bit different, just a little bit. Two, two things. At his rally speech, he said peaceful protests. Peacefully go there and tell them you're not happy. He said that. The other thing, he's not going to be president when those people go to court. 
So do, I don't know what do to Do you think you. that's not kind of like a dog whistle, though? Is that what they call it? You know what I mean? Well, Go there and peacefully protest. T tell them how upset you are. Like I mean, I, I saw the footage. I mean, Kamar, I saw the footage of all the Trumps watching Capitol Hill be stormed in their tent with multiple TVs, all dancing and listening to music and eating hors d'oeuvres. Gloria playing, yeah. So that's kind of tough to swallow for anyone, as it should be. But, like, uh, they're not benefiting from this. Yeah, but come on, you're missing the point. They're so dumb that they thought at the time they were. They see it as a half million Americans are willing to storm the Capitol for our cause. We've duped a half million Americans into believing that we care about them and not about our bottom line. And and now they're ruined. Well, not really, because again, he has presidential pardon power. How are they ruined? They've probably become richer than they've ever actually been through being... Well, we'll get to that with Fogel, but um, no, I, I don't see that at all. I, I think they're ruined. Like, it's just... If they're so stupid that they thought this would work, it's blown up in their face really bad. Keep in mind... Like well, let's just hold on, though. I want to remind you that when, they, when Trump got into power, he had a group of people behind him that were really, like, politically smart. And he slowly fired all of them, which means that he's left with the dregs right now. So you're really and just replace them with his family members. This is what I'm saying. So you're kind of ending yeah, up now with. Yeah. So you've ended up in a position where the dumbest of them are now making the, the biggest decisions. And I think, yes, Kamar, this is where we've landed is. I, I just I don't know. So you think it was just a gross miscalculation? I don't know what happened. I know that. Me neither. I know that it's, listen, there was a women's march like a couple years ago where they had fucking so much security. If it was a Black Lives Matter march, we know how much security we there'd be. And we know that if they tried to storm the Capitol building, way more people would have been killed. There'd be fucking they bodies everywhere. They show, yeah, so what happened? Um, like For Kavanaugh, that place was packed with people protesting. Well, again, I mean, you know... I, Listen, Kamar, this is the thing is you can't you can't sit here and act like like what's your defense? They obviously they stormed the Capitol. What defense? Well, that's what I'm saying I, I, is I think I think they were let in. I, I, they should have never been able to get pa pa on the stairs like there should have been fences. But it I doesn't mean, make they, sense. They still shouldn't be storming the Capitol and stealing fucking podiums and taking shits and dragging it through the halls. And like, also, again, these yeah, are the law and order people. Why are they trying to stab cops with fucking with like sharpened flagpoles and like and why are they yelling hang Mike Pence? These people are but fucking. I'll, but I'll agree with you, Kamar, on, I, I your, on your point of how did they get in? I would have assumed that the that's the maximum security you can have yeah like, unless could you imagine if... go ahead could you imagine if there are a thousand al-qaeda mixed in there like people who actually wanted to commit violence like it'd be really bad yeah but the good or... news is think about this hold on just hear me out for one second simon if you're the cops okay you know that it's going to be two hundred thousand trump supporters do you think an Al Qaeda insurgent is going to be able to make his way through that through that crowd with any sort of freedom? As long as he doesn't announce what he's doing, yeah. If How? He's wearing a red hat. No. I 
I saw an interview with a guy who had all his teeth, seemed like a normal, sane person, and they asked him, why did you go in there? He goes, I don't know. Everyone else was doing it. Like, it's, it's that sort of mob thing that Joe always talks about. Like, when it gets crazy, it just gets crazy. People lose their mind. But you see, and here's like the you problem. Said, you just, like, we, you know, is now it's cool. It's like, well, it's a mob mentality. What were they supposed to do when it was Black Lives Matter rioting? It was like, they're rioters. They need to be stopped. And everyone here is disgusting. And it's a, it's a weird, different narrative now that I tend to be hearing. <laughs> than in the summer. No, I think what would have been if they, because they Trump said, guys, you got to go home, you can't do this, and they just literally stopped and left. Had they on their way back to their hotel room trashed the city, it'd be just like Black Lives Matter. But they didn't. And if, just, if you thought the election was stolen, and I have seen no evidence that it was, oh, I don't know how they think it was, but if you thought it was over, would you attack a government building or private businesses? Well, I wouldn't attack either. Okay, well, you just let the elections be stolen. That's that's fine. <laughs> oh, the big patriot well, over here. Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when Black Lives Matter are mad at the police, they trash businesses and, and this, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, but hold on. It was the same thing. We said this before. <sighs> like, I, I can sit here and say, I believe there was definitely some agent provocateurs down there. I don't believe they were anti for Black Lives Matter. I believe there's probably some CIA type shit, if anything, that were like, well, we could help some people get, you know, some shit done here that would help out this, that, and the next, whatever. But I just think it's ridiculous to sit there. And first of all, when BLM all day, it was peaceful protest. And then the second the lights went out, that's when shit got hairy, and that's when all the businesses got fucked up. So it, it's the same argument I could use here. Like, well, it was just a peaceful protest at first, and then some shitty people, you know, started fucking up businesses. I just don't think they should have ever been able to get into the building because security should have been there. And it just, that's fishy. Uh, their behavior, abhorrent. Uh, Donald Trump, Giuliani, Donald Trump Jr., getting them all riled up to do that, abhorrent. Like, uh, it, it just has not worked out for them at all. And like I said, right before they hit the building, all the Republicans were trying to overthrow the election legally. And then after, they're like, forget it, Biden's our president. Okay, so forget, forget that part for a second, because I liked what you said, everything right up until that point. Um that's the problem, is how the fuck did they get in? Like, I think we can all agree that the behavior was abhorrent, like you said. How the fuck did they get in? That, that should be your... Nobody should be getting in there, ever, that you don't that, want in there. And period. that's the conspiracy theory. Yes, I'm with you there. Anyways, let's move on. Yes? Does I don't care, sure, whatever. Right. Yeah. That was as painful as I thought it would be. Well, it wasn't as painful as you thought it would be, but it was something. 1589. I don't have the list in front of me. Mark Gordon <laughs> and Andrew Marr. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I fell asleep seven times listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> well, well I, I'll tell you this. At the beginning of this podcast, the tone that it started off, it was like, oh my God, here we go again. Yeah. Why LA is so bad. 
But if you if you checked out at that point, you did yourself a disservice because this actually did quite interesting in what they're trying to do. There was just way too much uh, doctoral mumbo jumbo uh, to keep track of. The one thing I did get from this podcast was a nice long list of vitamins and shit that I'm going to be picking up. I woke up. Th- this guy is trying everything. I woke up at one point and I legitimately thought I was having a stroke because none of the words that were being said sounded like English. You know where like they say if you're having a stroke, it's like I, I honestly... And it, it 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 was probably thirty five seconds of it, and then finally, like Joe spoke, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm okay." <laughs> yeah, too, there's too too much medical mumbo jumbo. But just at the very beginning, how they mentioned that cells are made of cholesterol, I thought that was very interesting. Like we've always cholesterol's a bad thing, and there's like, well, actually, you're made of cholesterol, so pump but the brakes we, there. We know, Kamar, that like so many things that we were sold the bill of good ons as bad things or we know now we're actually good things that they were purposefully lying to you about cholesterol sugar tobacco or nicotine marijuana like so many things man well yeah and so what that got down to the, what the interesting is these guys think they might have had a cure for ptsd and it has to do with inflammation in the brain yeah. And then it was weird how they said they went to England to propose it. And because the other doctors have other theories, much like your Egyptians, I was just going to say, way, are like, fuck that. We're going a different direction. Shut them down. Like, how many of these things happen? Sound familiar? The fucking electric car, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, if, if, if he's right on what he's onto, it's a really big thing for PTSD, maybe CTE. And what I was thinking when this was going on about the uh, Lawrence Wright, like what if all those people who are uh, susceptible to fall for cults have inflammation or there's some sort of, you know what I mean? Like this, he could be onto something bigger than what we think. And then, you know, like <laughs> CBD is this like natural, again, something they hid from us. Mm-hmm. Made illegal, so no studying could go on. And maybe that's the thing that's like, uh, maybe that was the natural balance in the ancient times that they just knew was a thing, and we lost. And I wonder how many of those there are out there. You know, possibly uh, from pharmaceutical suppression or whatnot. Uh, you know, like, um, uh, what's like some like uh, vitamin? Not vitamin, but. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anyways, something that everybody takes now, but they if you take it, they call you like a fucking wackadoo, you know? Vitamin C? Fish oil, whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah, come on, you take vitamin C, you're fucking wackadoo. Not vitamin Looting. C, but you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then um, the breakdown about uh, zinc, I thought was very interesting. That zinc blocks COVID from getting in you, but you, your cells don't absorb zinc, so you need to take uh, turmeric or something, which is just like ayahuasca. Dude, I, yes, Kamar, yes. You and, really fucking absorbed this episode. And so, Turmeric. Uh, well, no, th- there's a couple There was a couple things you can take, but turmeric is the one. 
that uh, stuck in my head. <laughs> Turmeric. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, it started off with the bitching about L.A. and the shutdown and COVID this and masks don't work or whatever. But then it got into some science and I just found that there's a, a powerful takeaway. And I, it's the one thing that we can all agree that our government's health officials have not been doing is trying to say things you can do while you're locked down to help prevent the spread of COVID or you catching it. My favorite part in this was Joe when they were talking about vitamin D. And Joe was like, uh, yeah, so I, I take like 6,000 I use a, a day. That's like good, right? And how much do you take? 50,000. 50,000. 50, <laughs> like, come on, child's play. Get out of here, Joe. 50,000. <laughs> that's a lot. I know the best, that though, means- is then Joe goes, that's a lot, isn't it? And, he go, and the guy goes, is it? And Joe just goes, yeah. I don't know. And he goes, exactly. So exactly. Joe's now taking 50,000 yeah. IUs. No, no. He's going to, he's doing 100,000. But see, this is what I'm, that also goes to the, but that also goes to the, the Jonestown massacre thing is like, this guy comes on and tells Joe, like, actually you should do 100,000 anally every morning, suppository. And you know what I mean? All of a sudden Joe's, now Joe's telling 6 million people a week, I actually take 100,000 anally every fucking day. And it, you know, I don't know. I take 5,000 anally every day and it's worked fine. <laughs> there you go. But this guy just, the, uh, the, he wasn't like um, Buddy last week, who's a reporter who's done some cursory research on deaths and stuff. Like the in depthness that he talked about, he knows what he's talking about. Hey, Matt. I, I trusted his opinion. And the bottle says orally. <laughs> That's okay. I choose today. Yeah, anyway. of course. Yeah. yeah, it works better. I'm just telling you. Yeah, you got it. Um, but so he takes so much of that, but then he has to take vitamin K to balance out the. Like, Which I thought a was a joke. Fine I thought line you got to walk. When they said vitamin K, I was like, now they're just making stuff up. I was like, I've never vitamin, heard of this. Vitamin K is a thing. <laughs> But no, it's like they said, vitamin D isn't actually a vitamin. No, it's, it's a, a hormone. It's, it's a protein or a hormone, sorry. Thank a you. precursor to a hormone or something. So yeah, at the end of the day, it's not, I'm not smart enough to debate most guests at any time. But when doctors are talking about stuff like that, it's just, I listen. But understanding, getting zinc into your cells as a preventative measure sounds pretty straightforward to me and something anyone could do. Well, he was talking about... Oh, shit. Where did I write that down? Um, I can't find it right now. You but took notes? This. No, no. I took notes on the vitamins I wanted to buy. All <clears> gotcha. the things there. And one of them was a four-letter one. A-N-H-A or something. I don't remember what it was. But it sounded very interesting. <clears throat> like something that it was turning on all the receptors in your body to be able to handle all the vitamins you were going to be taking in. And it, it was see, a, it, go on. I was going to say, sorry. I, um, you see, I never, like I always took vitamin D cause I just figured there was too much talk about vitamin D. That was something I was going to do, but I always looked at the other vitamins and I was like, well, I'm smoking. So what's the point in taking the vitamins? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a terrible way of looking at things. I know, but especially now, like if I can keep not smoking, I'm just going to bombard myself with fucking vitamins. Yeah. 
What happens if they outlaw the jewel, Simon? Then what? Then I'll figure out my next step, Maddie. Pass over the gum, brother. Then it's on to Lucy. Not a sponsor this a, week. Then it was another problem with Trump when he, at the end there, talking about how hydrochloricon is, uh, helps with um, uh, your body accepting zinc or whatever. But because Trump said it, then it's become just a, a joke, which is, I guess, another reason why he just should have become president. And... Um, dishonesty is, well that's uh, a that is a problem it's the boy who cried wolf right like it's the perfect example of a guy who totally untrustworthy so of course you're not going to take his like you're not going to take him seriously and then he actually said something that was true that maybe would have helped a lot of people but he should have just never have been president well that's all we have now yeah <laughs> damage is done the damage is done what else you got, Kay? How many, how many vitamin notes do you have? Oh, no, no, the, vitamin K. That's his new nickname. That was it. I like that. There, there was too much uh, medical mumbo-jumbo for me to actually take notes. But it, the, the fact that um, the main focus of this was the PTSD for soldiers and people with trauma, depression, um, I thought it was very interesting and uh, worth a listen. And it was too mixed in with, like, the... <laughs> It yes. had, like you said, this undertone of give me enough time and I'm going to say something that's going to be, like, really controversial, you know? Yeah, that was the only problem. Okay. Well, like I said, I fell asleep eight times listening to this, so I might have listened to an hour of this three hours. Um, well, you didn't miss anything. Well, there you go. So let's rate it. Why was the other guy there? I don't know. Because he's a soldier with PTSD. And he's yeah. been cured. He was a he was a uh, testimonial. So he was going around with this guy saying, "I've d he's treated me and it's worked." I felt like every time he spoke, spoke, the doctor was like, "Jesus, I was right in the middle of saying something," you know. <laughs> he is a massive beast. The doctor Ooh, or the soldier? No, Andrew Marr is gigantic. A really big dude. Like Brock Lesnar, big. Yeah. Wow. That's, you'll, you'll see in the thumbnail. Obviously, well, powers over Joe and the doctor. Joe's just tiny, so. That doesn't help. But Joe's you'll like, see. thank God I added that extra inch for Mike Tyson. He's a big dude. <laughs> All right, we'll rate it. But yeah, I rated a three. Simo? I'll give it a two. Uh, I'll give it a one and a half. You can't rate something that you slept through. <laughs> well, you can if you listen to a bit of it. This was just really, this one to me was so fucking boring. Well, it I started off really bad, but it got all right. And I feel like whatever you listen to, Maddie, just multiply that by three and you have your episode, you know? Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I gave it a one and a half. So That's what I mean. I don't have a problem with that rating. Yeah. That blind rating. Not totally blind. You cannot. That's again. That's uh, that's dishonest. What one eye open? That's my man. All right. There let's move on to the next one. Fifteen eighty-six. I'll say. How many were there this week? Five. There was five. Close. Right. Fifteen ninety. Our favorite Canadian. 
Phil Demers. Well, I think Simon wants to take a break. Is that what you're saying, Simon? No, 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 no. I don't okay. care. I was just, I just, you don't have the board there, so I felt like I needed. We have to... no ads either, so okay, I can just. Okay, well there uh, you go. Yeah. We'll just do Phil, and then we'll take a break. Because hopefully, hopefully this won't be long. This guy brings nothing to the table. No, okay. it can't be. I was hoping that uh, Phil would have his Brendan Schaub moment with uh, Joe on this episode. You mean you were hoping Joe would put him in, put him straight, let it go? Yeah, exactly. But um, he knows that uh, Phil is lost and has nothing but him, and he uh, he's not going to let him down. Phil, I've never... I'm really I'm really worried about you. Uh, you got to just like I don't think your heart's in it anymore. Just let the walrus go. What no a good one guy! Love anything this much. You'll you'll be a great comedian. What a good guy Joe is, though, where he's like constantly reaching out to this guy just to make sure he hasn't offed himself yet. <laughs> yeah, to his regret. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to? It's, it's the goodwill hunting it's thing. Goodwill it's the goodwill hunting, hunting thing. thing for sure. Yeah. I show up every morning, and I I secretly wish you're not here <laughs> when I come to pick you up. But you know that Ben Affleck loves Matt Damon. Yeah. It really is. It's a schmoopy with a walrus. That's thing, it. Man. Yeah. But so, I'm, I'm sure he texts his film. I was like, you know, Phil, we can just do this over uh, Skype or whatever. Oh, no, no, Joe. It's all right. I'll, I'll be there. Joe, I've been I've asleep. Been... Joe, I've been asleep outside the compound for three weeks waiting for your call. Who's the bigger fan? Is it Lex or is it fucking uh, Phil Demers? It's Phil. Lex no, doesn't. I... No, no, no. Lex studies. Le Hold on. But Lex doesn't have the sound of desperation in his voice when he comes on the show that Phil does. Who needs Joe more, Phil, than Lex? Well, now. But Lex is a bigger fanboy of Joe than Phil. Joe is all Phil has. I've never heard anyone say the term every which way more than um, Phil Demers. I didn't catch that, and I'm I didn't so even and I'm so glad I didn't. That's one of those things that would have driven me up the fucking wall. In every which way, these guys are trying to screw me. In every which way, this uh, oh, that walrus needs me. That would have fucked I'll me up. This, there's a weird thing when a witness is on the stand; they talk in this weird speak, like that they need to be understood in a certain way. They can't talk normally. That's how Phil talks. Yeah, he's, he's trying to articulate in some weird way of an unnatural speak that is not how he speaks. Every which way, everything he says. It's crazy that someone outside of the of the porpoise world, um, or the like, it's crazy that someone outside of the tank got PTSD from SeaWorld. Yeah, he needs to talk to uh, Doctor Gordon. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Other than um, the guy most, who got his dick bitten off by Tilikum, because that must. Well, that's sucked. funny. That's going to come up in a second. Um, the most interesting thing about this podcast was him uh, talking about how he's on Wipeout. That's insane. Ted, had we touched on that before? No, I, I think he he held it in the bank. No, I feel like he talked about it the last time, and Joe had like a moment where he was like didn't remember and because that's know. that's crazy like i i didn't remember because i i right away was like that's fucking kind of cool that he well, he's won been on five times he probably talked about it the first time he was on but did you guys notice well he was trying to tell his wipeout story joe couldn't care less it was trying to figure out at what point him and fear factor and wipeout was there and he kept trying to sell stories and joe was talking to jamie like was it 98 or was it 99 
and he just couldn't care less. Oh Joe my. does that all the time, and it's okay when it's Phil Demers, but it's not okay when it's like Brian Fogel, you know? Hold on. I, t- I totally forgot to mention this. Did either of you watch any of this, Kamar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch them all now. He looks at the camera all the time. Phil Demers. Oh, yeah. It was it was like, I was like, buddy, what are you doing? Like, you're having a call. He's, breaking the, he's breaking the third wall. It was so weird. So fucking weird to me. You can do that if you're Joe's best friend, Maddie. No. So he's, he was talking about Wipeout. How do you guys feel about splitting the pot? You can't do that. But in poker, you will do that, won't you? That's oh, different. You can, Hold on. You can do that in poker, but, but this is a game. The same. This is a game that's being put on by like you can't do that. That's bullshit, man. Is it? That's bullshit. Come on. Yes, I, th- I, I think it's bullshit in poker too. Hold on. Let me explain. Unless I'm the guy splitting the pot. Let me explain the difference. In this game show, they haven't put up any money. They're just splitting someone else's money. Mm-hmm. In poker, you've put up your own money and then have eliminated a shit, usually a bunch of people. And then you decide with the rest of the people that have also put the same amount of money in what the split is. And I'm sure they're under contract with Wipeout. They can't make a side deal with the other contestant. They want a true final. I got no... that sort of... That's bullshit, It affects his character, doesn't it? That's that's bullshit. That's Bob Lazar fucking uh, whorehouse type of controversy. (laughs) But but, but splitting the pot in poker is all right. Yes, it's different. Okay, okay. But I don't want to see any splitting the pot in like a real uh, poker tournament that they're playing on television. Unless you're you're at the final table and you want to cut. Um, Hold on, though, Simon. In those deals, they always leave a portion aside and play it out. So it's always... Mm -hmm. But trust me, dude. Okay. Everything but the World Series, they make... they Almost all of them, they make a deal. The World Series, though, I don't want to see it. It's like if it's the Olympic event of whatever the competition is, there's no pot splitting. In in any event, uh, this whole thing is about how amazing and altruistic he is. And then that started out was like, you're a bit of a scammer, aren't you, Phil? Um, at one point, he mentioned... Well, he's, he's not getting rich off any of this, I don't think, Kay. Like, I don't think he's a scammer. Well, we just established you don't split the pot in the wipeout. So anyways, anyways. Um, you don't steal wall rye from fucking SeaWorld, Simon. Um, he, he brought up our uh, finance minister going on vacation and resigning. Yep. I think that went over Joe's head. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like hey. Joe should be like, really? They take it seriously there. Like, because these politicians get caught and go, oh, well, I'm sorry, it won't happen next time. Like, well, yeah, he I'm was proud that these people resign. Yeah, he was forced Controver- to resign right away. Sorry, Simon, go controversy ahead. Li- so, sorry. Uh, controversy like that is normal for politicians in the States. Just every fucking dirty trick and play in the book. This guy did something that was really gross. Like, it's one thing to just go traveling to break the order. It's another thing to have this whole con going. Like, it's gross, man. But we already talked about this. It's uh, old news. Old news. Um, But listen, just to fill for one second, because I know we're going to shit on this guy a lot in this whatever 10 minutes that we talk about him. But let's not forget, like, he really is kind of a hero. And I know he's super boring and super annoying. But, like, 
He got fucking SeaWorld shut down, man. Yeah, he's hit, accomplished hit, what he is right at the hit, sunset. Phil, him Phil and Blackwater. Fatigue. That's like really the... Blackwater is the... Um, Blackwater is the company that's like a, a security company that goes to Iraq. Blackfish. Blackfish, Blackfish. is the documentary. Yeah. Well, Blackwater's a problem too, Matt. No, you, but you were trying to... You were like, Phil Demers and Blackwater stop. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I just wanted no, to clear no. it up. I was like, Blackwater definitely yeah. did not have anything to do yeah, with it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Blackfish. Blackfish and Phil Demers. And I know that Steve O would like to try and claim he had a part in it, but I don't believe well, that. Th this is what I thought in my head. If you've never heard any Phil Demers ever, this might be interesting. Just just as a you know what I mean? If you if you if you've never listened to Rogan before, you don't know Phil Demers from anything, this might be interesting. And, and that's the saving grace I'll give him. Every time he comes on, though, like, it's a new level of, like, he's skinnier, he's eating less, he's sleeping less, the fight has just gotten longer and harder, and, like, he's telling the same stories about the deer. He doesn't he's, even know which, which way is up, man. He's now referring to himself as a walrus mother, too. That's a bit disturbing. Um, and talking about himself in the third person. Yeah. People going, don't he, like Phil Demers. And he said he was trying to suck up Kanye or James Maynard's farts to the chair. So, real <laughs> no, articulate fellow. That's not what he real said. Real articulate oh, fellow. That's what he said. No, no, Kamar, Kamar, go back and check the tape. What he says is, I feel weird sitting in the same place that Kanye sat and trying to suck up my own farts. Like I don't want to fart at on the Joe Rogan show. That, yeah, that's Simon's actually yeah. correct. Yeah. I am correct. Yes. Yes. Please. You want to I think he thought Kanye and James made her fart of that chair. Nope. He's no. trying to take it no. in. You no, are incorrect. No, no, no. no. And the fact that he loves James Maynard, that just fucking says it all, man. Oh, dude, uh, Phil Demers reeks of a Tool fan, of course. <laughs> well, he said that's what he was singing when he won Wipeout Canada, which took place in South America. Argentina, to be exact. Fucking weird, man. Oh, um, you know the Nazis set that shit up. I think Matt, you took the words right out of my mouth. I know. I got you. I, I think the thing I learned about this is part of being a male walrus is you may crawl along the ground and your dick might rip off. Caught oh, yeah, in between two stones. I got three words for you, Matt. Unden frei sein. Unden frei sein? Winds you... of change. Okay. Unden frei sein. <laughs> you got to whistle. <laughs> No, you have to whistle while I sing it. <laughs> That's not really. I just made those words up. Uh, okay. Fuck. Just so nobody writes in and tries to correct me. They were nothing. It was gibberish. I don't know. What then, I... Go ahead. Come on. Thanks, man. He admitted he kind of respected the owner of SeaWorld. Yeah, I think Phil well, Demers he... likes to choke himself while he gets fucked. That's like, uh, I don't like what Hitler did, but I can really respect his drive. Yeah, he had a I guess really, so. A dedication to the mission he wanted to accomplish. Bad guy. Really respected what he had going on. <laughs> so I, I, ho I hope the lawyer that has it in for him dies or something. Or, or all these celebrities that want to help settle this case. Or something. Just something to put this to rest. Um, the walrus's name... Is Smoochie. Smoochie, not Smoopy, sorry. So I thought it'd be fun for the movie game to do the movie Death to Smoochie. 
because it's causing us such irritation. Holy fuck. Which is, uh, what's his name there? Fight Club, right? Yeah, Edward, Edward Norton, Norton, Robin Williams. Uh, Rob Williams, and John Stewart, directed by uh, Danny DeVito. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he directed it, um, Edward Norton. No. It's the movie game. <laughs> Where Simon and Matt go head-to-head to find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made. Fuck, I meant to record a shitty movie game song this week. My bad. And Danny DeVito was also in the movie. It's the story of a uh, child star who's hot enough of his act. But yeah, I mean, so Smoochie's had a kid, and uh, I don't know. I don't know where Bill ends up, but I'm ready. All right, I said 04. I said 08. 2002. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was way off. Nice, nice, Matt. You were close. Wow, close ain't shit in this game. Okay, oh, I'm Except ready. in this part. This part, close matters a lot, actually. I'm You're ready. ready already? Yeah, I got it all done. Okay, give me... Holy fucking shit. Um, speed. I went speed round. First yeah. thought, best thought. No shit. Oh my god! All right, okay. I said uh, it cost twenty-seven, and it made thirty-nine. And I said it cost thirteen, and it made forty-two. Budget fifty million dollars. How much? Fifty million five zero. Holy oh fuck! Fuck! I lose. And? Box box office eight point three million. Oh. <laughs> 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 Death to Smoochie. No shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's no that's, pun intended. I looked it up ahead of time because I didn't want to be scrolling through my phone. See, I gotta wow. give I gotta give myself credit because I gave it a very low ROI. I didn't give it a negative ROI, but I did no. give it a what low was, one. What was your ROI? I said it cost twenty seven and it made thirty nine. So I said it. I, you know what I mean though. I gave it like a low. Well, I said it cost thirteen and oh, I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Ew. It was uh, what they call a bomb. Oh, that's a yeah, big that's, stinker. That's so good. Well, I knew it was a stinker. I knew it wouldn't make a lot, but I thought I was like being generous with 42. Uh, normally, I play the other movie game, but I'm really not enjoying it in this format. I really like it in uh, person. So uh, there's no winners in this one and no losers. Um, <clears throat> my only other note is that he admitted on the podcast that he works for Canada Post, and I hope he doesn't lose his job because of this. He works for Canada Post. Yeah, or no, yeah, I think I, I thought he said he worked. I think he says he works for Canada Post. Oh, okay, I, I thought it was. I in the think past that might have been a mis- I think that might have been a mistake on his part. I, I, I just, I just hope that he gets out of this somehow and can be happy because it's, it's killing him. And it's, it's a noble cause. I, I can't hate on that, but it, it's just fucking killing him. And Mark, again, this is. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. I just real quick, I got a sweet little conspiracy theory. So what if the long con for Phil Demers is like works for Canada Post, tries to get fired via JRE so that he can like send that sob story article to Joe about how he was fired from his Canada Post job because of his appearance on JRE and Joe just cuts him a nice, just a small, a small severance from his Spotify check and just Phil just... That leads perfectly into what I was going to say, Maddie. is, look, 
I know that we've talked about this before and I get it. Joe can't be just tossing fucking checks, checks out to everyone. Yeah. But obviously he ha- it's like with the girl from um Honey Honey. Like he obviously has a relationship with um Walrus guy. Yeah. The walrus guy is fucking struggling as he is working for a cause that Joe cries about. Yeah. Toss this guy a fucking bone, a walrus <laughs> bone, man. Well, he's he tossing him bones. Celebrities are helping himself. A, a yeah. dick bone, a walrus dick bone. Toss him like fucking a mill. Hold on. I'll say this, though. We were talking One about of your 400 mil that you got from Spotify. Just hear me out. I'll say this. Think about it like this. This guy's been on now like as many times as Lex, right? Who we mentioned earlier. Lex, instead of crying about something, was like, hey, I'm going to use my appearance on this platform to make my own platform. And I'm going to make... Phil Damaris finally, after his fifth appearance, is like, I think I might uh, do a podcast about like other people's struggles. Fuck, do it. in, In all fairness, though, Maddie, like Lex comes on. He's just a guy... And he does a podcast. I agree. Good drive. This guy's fighting a thing. Like, he doesn't need a podcast. He needs donors to give him lots of money so that he can fucking shut these people down, you know? Yeah, That's what he needs. He needs people like is... Joe to step up and fund his... So that he doesn't have to do this for the rest of his life. So that in five years, they can put an end to it. Everything's five years, by the way, Maddie. Five years, they put an end to it and let this guy fucking go live uh, with the walrus in the fucking Greenland or something. I, I think the problem is that means what would that actually entail is him settling this lawsuit and not be able to ever talk about it again. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, settle the lawsuit by getting giant lawyer corporations to put them out of business and just end it. Like, don't drag this on for another 10 years. Go for the kill shot. And to do that, he needs the help of some heavy hitters. I yeah. just feel like he's a he's accomplished his mission and he should be happy. And yeah, they should give him smoochie and fuck off. The only problem, though, Simon, is I think a lot of people have Phil dementia or whatever the fuck he was calling it. Phil fatigue. Sorry, Phil fatigue. I think mine. He has Phil dementia. Yeah, I think mine's actually might be better. Um I just think it's, you know, other than Joe, maybe people sit with this guy and are like, I agree with your cause, but fuck, you're just not my cup of tea. Like, I, I don't know. That's a problem, for sure. And he throws so many people under the... I don't know. It's, I'm just I'm throwing out maybes. Joe loves him so much, I'm bummed for us that we have to listen to it and and, and have an opinion on it. My only thing was like, I, I hoped in my heart of hearts when I saw his name, I was like, he's written a book or he's won or the he case won. or, or something's... Yeah, I was like, something's changed. I was like, there's a reason. He's not just Tom Green in a bus. And even then, Tom Green had more of a reason to be there, you could argue, than Phil Demers. But like, uh, you're not but just... But I don't think he's there. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, you're not just passing through Austin. Like, fuck. We had five I this week. I don't think he's there, though, Maddie, because he's like, oh, I need to get rid... Like, he he probably ran out of money and whatever he was doing and needs to, like, get some awareness back on this thing to, you know, and get Steve-O back on a crane naked, <laughs> shooting firecrackers out of his ass or whatever the fuck he did with a sign that said, save the whales, because we got to fucking shut this shit down, Maddie. Listen, I agree. Well, we have. <laughs> no, I just mean in, in general. Yeah. 
We haven't, though, because they still operate. They still show the whales under the guise of education. They still have fucking whales living in tanks. Like, it's not done. That's a bad place. It should just be done. It shouldn't be an amusement park anymore. It shouldn't be anything. It should just be done. Yeah, but the first steps have started, and I believe, yeah. like Scientology, like your thoughts on Scientology, I believe that uh, SeaWorld won't be around very long. I thought he was frozen for a long time, but I see his eyes blinking. No, What's there's up? a flag on the play, and he's, uh, he's no, very... No, I'm just oh. waiting for my turn by like yeah. raising my hand. Oh, there's no turn? Going off. Go ahead. No, no, I've been trying to get in. It didn't work. This worked. Um, another highlight for me was when he got on a soapbox and started dropping his Bitcoin knowledge on Joe and Joe goes, what are you, some sort of financial expert? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry, Joe. Well, he talks to Jamie like they are old friends, man. Well, those are his two friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has three. What about the fucking walrus? I bet him and Lex are tight. No, I bet Lex is like, this guy's desperate. I can't have him on my show. I heard two great Lex episodes. Just speaking of Lex, and you know me, love to plug his podcast. Um... Him and Michael Malice, very interesting. Very when they're dressed, interesting. when they're dressed like spy versus spy, were they? Yep. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I listened to it. Yeah, if you watch it, but it's just a really interesting. Like Lex is so kind of like adorably naive, and Michael Malice is so like jaded. But the one that was even more interesting than that was the one with Eric Weinstein. That was so. It was because. Nobody goes on and calls Lex on anything, but Eric Weinstein is just like, no, let's argue. You know what I mean? Like, we're friends, but I disagree with what you're saying. You're being super naive about that because Lex's whole thing is love and, you know, and Eric Weinstein is just a pragmatist, you know? And, and that's another thing. He got on Joe, uh, Mike Tyson's podcast, like... Who? This guy did. Phil Demers, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, 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 he's one, man. To smoke weed with Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's he's got to, like, meet a nice girl and just have a life, I think. I mean, that's cool, right, though? Like, forget that it's this guy. But you're just some dude, and you have a, a thing, and you go on Joe Rogan, and the next thing you know, you're smoking weed with Mike Tyson, and you're like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but, you know, for somebody who likes that. Mike's, yeah. in, Mike's had his own podcast so high. He's like, I honestly, I just thought we were buying a walrus. But this is cool. <laughs> He's so bummed. Dude, that's hilarious. That's exactly what it was. He had like this giant leash ready. Yeah. He's like, where's my walrus? Fuck. Yeah. Put the leash away. It's okay. It's okay. We'll smoke weed instead. Yeah, that's fine. Are we done with him then, Kamar? Is that it? I, I think we did a lot more than I thought we would. Good. And, Excellent. And it wasn't that negative. Okay. Because no, we've already done almost two hours of this fucking nonsense. So we're, we're done. We're done with him. Okay. Do you want to rate it? We'll start with you, Simon. I'm going to give this one a, oh man. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. But, but the cause is a five. Well, but this episode is a two. Okay. Well, for doing that, I give this episode a one and the cause <laughs> is obviously a six. Like, what are we doing okay. here? Well, no, I'm just like, I, I, I don't want to, it was a bad episode. Terrible. But. I will take the episode if it means that his cause can get awareness, you know? Kamar? I give it a one in every which way. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, Kamar and I have an agreement. Well, Kamar hates fucking living creatures, so that's unfair. 
Kamar hates living creatures. Why does he kills he kills puppies? He kicks puppies. He kills cats. Wow. A lawyer upside. But that's all I can. <laughs> he, ob he obviously hates dolphins. Lawyer up, Simon. Well, I want to see. You were talking about, I want to see what an emaciated killer whale looks like. It looks probably really fucking sad, dude. Yeah, because they're so smooth and just like streamlined. I just couldn't imagine that. You, you said that. Go ahead. Like he really wanted to see it. No, he said it just suffer. so urban. He was like, they're so smooth. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Have you guys ever seen the footage where that whale washed up on the beach and, and then whatever blows up state it was no they blew it up matt yeah they put dynamite in and blew it and it, up. it covered like, everybody to get rid of it instead of having to yeah instead of having to hire like fucking whatever cranes to take it or bulldozers today they just blew it up it's like sending nukes into space well, one of the videos, one of them blows up on its own because it naturally fills up with methane yeah, well, gas. That that happens sometimes too, but Kamar saw the one I was talking about because they do a whole detonation thing. And then it's like right out of a movie, all the guys who detonate are just covered in fucking whale guts, you know? I talked about it on a post show like six six months ago. Join the Patreon. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> You oh, get it. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> I don't think we have anything to hawk this week, but we'll play something and then uh, we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called AlphaBrain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. AlphaBrain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try AlphaBrain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and on it will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free with a 100% money back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your alpha brain trial today. All right. 15, we're back. 1591. Jordan Burroughs, Olympic wrestler. All right. Let's start. Let's start with, I, I know Simon mentioned it. He touched on it briefly at the beginning. I'm going to say it one more time. This should be an MMA. No, with like, and I know Kamar, you kind of doubted it and I'll hear your argument now. But I, I have to disagree. This this has to be an MMA. Well, can I tell just before Kamar gets to his argument? Sure. The the way that the MMAs used to work was they were MMAs. And if you listened to one and it happened to be like great and had nothing to do with MMA really, you would briefly maybe say, Look, this was a good one. It had nothing to do with MMA. Give it a listen. And you would even touch on a point they brought up, a little bonus. I don't think this was one of those per se. They talked about Olympics for interesting about like what Fogel was going to talk about. 
that was kind of cool. Well, but that was, was just boring. That was Joe foreshadowing, in my opinion, that Fogel mm-hmm. was coming on more than anything. But because Fogel had already been recorded. Or you could say that. Sure, sure, fine. But my point was more just like, I, I yeah, I'm with Simon. I, I, I think he's obviously done with the MMAs. There was only, I think the stats for 2020 J- JRE was there was only 20 MMA up ep- or 15 MMA episodes all year. So that's less than one a month. That has to be low for since he started doing them. But I don't know. He only had like 60 MMAs in total, to be honest. So, But I think we have to all agree it's done, right? Fair enough. It should have been an MMA. I, I really don't want to fight. Oh, it's not, uh, it wasn't going to be a fight. It was going to be... Okay, sorry. It was going to be a discussion. You can, you can make your fucking case now, though, Kamar. I just... I, the um, Just the Olympics talk, I, I did find interesting. And he's like a... Uh, gold medal Olympian. I thought he brought um, the humility of an Olympic athlete versus a professional athlete. Thought that was sort of interesting. You know what I would or say? I w- bearable to listen to. My big takeaway from this, Kamar, is since you're on the Olympics and you're kind of right, is my big takeaway is like if I, if I had a kid and I lived in the States and my kid was super athletic, the Olympics or, or most of the sports in the Olympics would be the last place I would want my kid. <laughs> Because, you want them to get something that they can make money. Well, yeah, and to hear this guy, like he seems jaded that he probably got robbed at the Olympics, and I can understand why. You spend all this time training for this one thing that happens every four years, and then that's you, totally rigged. That's and what I'm cheating. There you go, and you're trying to play it straight because that's how you choose to. It just it, the Olympics now to me seems really gross. Like the more it's, the well, yeah, with Fogel, it's stupid. now that we know what we know through Fogel, every Olympics is suspect. Like I, I play them back in my head. These Olympics where Canada was totally shut out, where we had these terrible showings. It was all fucking rigged, man. Well, let me let me ask you this too, because this was this was another big <laughs> takeaway from maybe this and the next one. This might bleed in a bit, and I'm oh no, oh no, did I lose you guys? I can hear you. Oh. I can hear you, but okay, can't sorry. see you. There we go. Sorry. There we go. Um, my big takeaway from this one was like Lance Armstrong, for example, what he did was still insane. And the fact that they were all doped up, um, you know, it just even the playing field, like he was still, the guy still came back from cancer. What he did was still fucking loopy. So like, I just feel like we should just open it up. Just let them all fucking. Absolutely. But like part of it, just choose the what choose what dopes you can use, though, like the safe ones. You know what I mean? And 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 then cap it at an age. Be like, you can't. I don't know. There's got to be just as easy to say, do it without it. Like just because everybody I agree with you, Matt, like um, Lance Armstrong, for all intents and purpose, won those medals because you'd have to go down to 100 to find the real winner who wasn't doped up. But you could have those events without those guys being on fucking steroids. You could. But, but it's an industry to make sure they're not doping up. That's the problem. Millions of dollars of the check, the urine samples. Just get rid of all that shit. Like, obviously, they're cheating all the time if they have to have such a big setup to monitor um, people not doing it. I mean, it's Simon. Just... Joe. But then if you're going to go by that logic, sorry, Matt, just one hey, thing. If you're going to go by that logic, then. You might as well just be building teams of super soldiers of LeBrons. Like, 
that it's no, we're, we do this because it's supposed to be a pure fucking endeavor, man. We're supposed to show the best of the best and everybody on a level playing field. And it's supposed to be a clean level playing field. Hear me out, like though. Like when you start putting robotic arms in and fucking um, whatever, you know what I mean. Okay, but Simon, so let me ask you this question because this was this actually came up at the Summer Olympics a few years ago with our buddy, Oscar Pistorius. When he ran with the able-bodied people, right? The big thing that came up, the able-bodied people were arguing he has an advantage that we don't give. And their point was like, I could have a leg cramp in my calf a quarter of the way through the race and I'm out, right? That's it for me. This guy has an advantage. In that. Now, of course, that seems ridiculous. And you're like, this guy's missing <laughs> the bottom half of his legs. So for Oscar Pistorius, they ended up doing like a big where they tested that he had to only use a certain leg that wasn't going to give him. any. I know advantages. no spring. I get I it. I don't buy this fucking cramp bullshit because Oscar Pistorius had to fucking learn to run without the I, bottom part of his leg. I so agree. Fuck right off. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not what we're talking about, though. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, but Simon, my point, my real point, that was a, just a side point. Yeah. As something you said, my real point was going to be Joe brought it up a few years ago before we did this show. I can't, I, I'd have to go back and fish out the episode. It probably wouldn't take me too long, but where he spoke about, um, steroids in a, in a different kind of light. It wasn't steroid use in the sense of like, I'm doing this to gain a distinct advantage as more of it was like, I use steroids to cope with the injuries I have from, you know, to help me recover faster and and this and that. And I mean, that's a conversation to be had. Like if think, <laughs> think about it this way, Simon, if you knew Sorry. that, if you knew that every athlete was using steroids simply to recover from injuries faster, would you have a problem with that? No. And again, I think like if you want to give people things so that they recover better, that's uh, I'm okay with that. And let's not even call those steroids. Let's just make that a class of, um, you know, enhancers that everybody is allowed to use across the board. Because Joe's problem was they never leave your system and that they have a lasting effect almost indefinitely. If you and I are racing, yeah, and in the rules it says you can take this thing, you choose to take it, and I don't, that's on me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We both had the opportunity <coughs> to do it. I chose to go one way, and you chose to go another like, I have no problem with that as long as the things that they're taking are being run through bodies that are making sure that they're not harmful to the athletes. Like, you don't, you know, that everybody will do whatever it takes to get the edge. And when you're an athlete, I don't think you're always making the best decisions for yourself, you know, because you're striving to keep up with the Joneses. Like, well, and the problem the John, really, the John Joneses, Matt. The <laughs> The problem really, oh, Mr. Picogram, the problem really is kids, <clears throat> right? I mean, that's where the real issue is because most, most, most Olympic athletes now are fucking very young, especially the ones you Look see. Look at coming, the gymnasts. That's what I'm saying. They're like 15, 16. You know what I mean? It's, it, that's where the real fucking issue comes in because you absolutely never want a 15-year-old kid using steroids for anything, even for recovery because a 15-year-old should be able to recover from injury much faster than someone a counterpart of theirs that's 10 years older right we're all in yeah, agreement so the, there the olympics doesn't work then you know for the drugs for the for the uh, i mean yeah in drugs. in that sense it really doesn't because i mean you could argue right there like 
you know, you talk about advantages. Obviously, a 15-year-old has a distinct advantage over a 25-year-old in any sort of athletic endeavor, right? But they don't Maybe have the wisdom to know the well, I mean, ins that, and outs of the game. That's a different argument, though. Like, let's just say it's the 100-meter dash, and you've just been running the 100-meter dash since you were 10 years old, and that's all you know, and there's no real... There's no wisdom behind it. I, I'm going to say that knowing nothing about well, it. I'm, I mean, Usain Bolt is 30 years old. He's still the fastest guy around. There's no 15-year-olds <clears> out there that can beat him. So yeah, but show you could, me the money. Show me <laughs> sure. the money. But you could just argue, oh, that was a big one, Kamar. You could just argue that, I don't know, that he's just the fastest man on earth and that regardless of that, I don't know, whatever. That he was when he was 15 and he will be when he's 70? <laughs> Well, Maybe. not that he will be when he's 70, but as long no, as he's able-bodied, you know what I mean? I mean, you're... You just don't see a lot of 15-year-olds breaking world records in anything. So I don't know what that means. Well, in gymnastics, you probably do. Yeah, yeah. In gymnastics. I mean, again, it, you see, that that's the thing. Like, the running one is different because a 15-year-old probably doesn't have the body mass yet of a grown man to run well, I'm faster. To think of what sports they would have really young kids competing in like figure gymnastics. skating, maybe gymnastics. Well, don't forget too, like it. basketball, a lot of those until they implemented the rule, a lot of basketball players were going in at like 18. Yeah. Not 15 though. No, 15 like is 18 and 15 is almost a lifetime when you're growing. Of course. But again, 18 is still very young to be playing with like grown men. You know what I mean? Like I can't but imagine. I guess, I don't know. LeBron at 15 must have looked like a grown man, I would imagine. And at 18 looked like a superhuman. Well, it's funny because if you go back and look at LeBron, his face, he looked like a 15-year-old in his face, but he had the body of like... Mm -hmm. Well, I've really been coming to grips lately with... I always put myself as like... Not... I mean, I didn't think I was like tall, like I was like a basketball player tall, you know, but I always felt like I was like tall, taller than most, like the average person. I was taller than, but my kids are so much taller than me now. I feel so small. Like I really, this is, I, I'm just, I, I'm not that tall. Shep's over well, six that, feet. He's at least six feet. Hmm. That brings you to my, more, yeah. That brings me to my first point about this actual podcast. Uh, Jordan Burroughs is 5'5". Five five. Well, him and Joe are like perfect counterparts. So I think Joe really liked him. What did he say his weight uh, class was, Kamar? Do you remember? 163? Yeah. Was that it? 163? Because yeah, they have some weirdo. They have weirdo fucking weights the over other there. The guy they were talking about fought at like 170-something. I don't remember. So 5'5", five five, 163. Fuck, that's a stocky boy. <laughs> that's a he, stocky uh, dude. He was able to articulate why it's so hard to watch wrestling. Yeah, he was. Because they're constantly changing the rules, so you don't know what's going on. So they might want to uh, stop doing that. Is that why it's hard to watch wrestling? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're watching, like, what are they trying? <laughs> are they trying to pin? Like, what's a flip or whatever? Well, the like, points, like, there's, I, don't, I, I have no idea how the points are scored. I've tried to watch it. I have no idea what's going on. Well, it's like when you watch, uh, it's like when you watch Taekwondo, I think at the Olympics, one of those, and like that guy gets kicked and he scored the point and you're like, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Exactly. So I think they got to, um, 
figure it out if they ever want to make it more of a spectator sport. Well, I don't think they're ever going to make it more of a spectator sport. I don't think, think that's in the cards for fucking Roman Greco wrestling, you know? Not when, you're, when your um, sister sport is the fucking WWE. So be it. Um, as Matt said before, the Olympic Village is, uh, would be a really cool experience. The only Olympians and I guess their family... The fuck fest that is the Olympic Village. Yeah, the fuck you would fest. Fit right in a cafeteria, five football fields long. It's just, it's just a neat experience. <coughs> um, you know what? Hold on, just, just know, to cut you off real quick, Kamar. The only, the only caveat I would say is if your event is on the last day. Oh, you can't, you can't partake in the McDonald's, or whatever. You're just like. See what watching I'm watching everyone as they come out, yeah. Or if your thing's on the first day, because I also believe if you're early, you can't just stay. I don't think you're allowed to just stay the two weeks. Or maybe I'm wrong. It's That's hard true. to tell because I thought they had to move people in and out, rotating. Like, I thought you could stay a few days, maybe, but like, you couldn't, it wasn't just like you have a two week stay. No, because and... if you're in the closing ceremonies, you have to stay for the whole thing. I think lots of people stay throughout, but I, I think be... you're right. I think. Some people go home after they're done to make room for other people. It'll be especially uh, stringent in Japan with COVID or whatever. But I believe in Brazil, uh, those swimmers were done, went out and partied, and then came back and said they got robbed. Then they got sent home. Um, A friend of ours did uh, the catering, the food for um, like the Davis Cup or something. Yeah, I remember. And he was telling me all the stories about what that was like. And I imagine it's kind of what cooking for the Olympic Village would be like. You know what I mean? It, uh, it must be mayhem. Mayhem. The numbers? Yeah. <coughs> Just, yeah. Uh, the amount of people you're cooking for in a cafeteria that's how long did you say, Kay? Two weeks. Oh, five football fields. <laughs> yeah, five football fields. It's two weeks long. Yeah, what's crazy, too, is like, if you think about that McDonald's that's in that village, it's all free. Everything's so, free. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's not like a experience. normal McDonald's where people are walking up like, oh, you know, I, I like everyone there is just like, fuck, give me 10 cheeseburgers. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm sure they all need the fucking like sugar and the calories. It's the only time where McDonald's is like a good idea. Well, and again, it's still too, not like, a good idea. No, it's never a good idea, but think about it. It's the perfect shit food where you haven't eaten any shit for four years, and you're like, just give me a Big Mac. Yeah, and then you eat it the night before your event, and then you fucking cramp up at the biathlon or whatever. No, I think they know? eat it the night after. I think that's no, what we established. No, huge scam. It's a huge scam. Why is there McDonald's in the Olympic Village? Well, because they're the biggest sponsor of the Olympics. That's it, Matt. Yeah, you know yeah. why? Because they're in bed with the Saudis, which bleeds right into our next episode. Or are we done okay, with I'll Jordan just, Burroughs? Co- no, Kamara's got, got some stuff here. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, I'm just joking. He, he talked about the pressure of like uh, kids with really successful parents. Yeah. Like if you if you're whatever your your dad's a world champion, like it's sort of hard for you to live up to. Because usually you want to do as good as your your parent or whatever, but. That's a lot of pressure, and often we see uh, children with successful pressure succumbing to pressure and um, not doing well. But there's a counterbalance where successful people are humbled by their children in the beginning. You know what I mean? When they're like five or whatever, they don't care if you're the best at anything. They just want their G.I. Joe or their Tonka truck or whatever. You, you know that period in life? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. where a kid doesn't know what fame is or what Oscars are. And I, I think that's an interesting thing with that, uh, for famous people to have children. You know who has a famous, a famous person who has a son who's equally as good or will be as good is Tony Hawk's son. Riley Hawk, yeah, he's an yeah, incredible. Yeah, he's an amazing yeah. skateboarder. But that's uh, still big shoes to fill, like huge, huge shoes to fill. I don't know if he'll ever fill the shoes like as an icon, but he's a great skateboarder. Do you guys watch The Juror? I have not yet. I've but seen that's the first episode. Okay, Nepotism, well, eh? well, no, no, just uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks' son is in an episode, and I want to see if you can catch it. Mm. Oh, the Jamaican. Yes. Not the not the real actor son, but Chet Hanks. Yeah, oh, the uh, other Hanks. The other, <laughs> the one that the conspiracy Hanks. Yes, that one is in an episode of the Juror. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It, yeah, it's crazy too. I said, I said to Mary, I was like, "Is that Tom?" And I was like, "Nah, I, I, no." And then the the credits rolled, and I was like, "It is. It's fucking Tom Hanks' son." I <clears> thought <throat> it was uh, interesting that he talked about. His motivation for getting to MMA was to get the bag, but we always talk about how they don't make any money in MMA. Yeah, I think he means compared to wrestling. Well, yeah, I guess anything is more than what they make. But you know, but that's a weird, but that's an interesting conversation in itself, Kamar, is like, that's the advantage Dana has, is that these guys come from making fucking garbage. So maybe 50 grand to a lot of them, they're just so happy to get. And that's the leg up Dana has, is that they don't know they should be making 10 times that. Well, well that's, he said, sorry. That's 50 grand if you win, or even the loser gets 50 grand. You know what I mean? Because it's still a gamble. But keep in mind, Kamar, when I say 50 grand, that's like that's like the average. There's a lot of guys on the under undercard that are getting like fucking 15 grand. And that's got to pay for camp, travel. That's what I'm that saying. Stuff. That's, you know, that 15 grand doesn't pay. That, that barely pays for your camp, your food. Like, think about your diet when you're in a camp, an eight week camp. It's, he said he was so popular in, uh, where was he? China, Japan, somewhere. Uh, Japan, because they love. Like, I wonder if over there he actually makes good money, and he isn't. That's why he doesn't need to go into the UFC because he could just, you know, be overseas making bank. Maybe. I mean, listen. Like, look, if you want to fight in Bellator or not Bellator, but um, UFC one. A one, one, yeah. One FC. Like you're gonna be out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but you're gonna make money. They pay their guys. Listen, I wouldn't call Singapore the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's a... No, but you're not in the state. You're not on the big screen. You're not on the big stage. You're not... That's what I meant. Oblivion. Yeah, I, I think... I guess it's about uprooting your family and stuff. I think the, the mistake we make in North America is assuming now that, like, the North American market is it and all that matters. It really isn't. Like, if you can, if you can develop a massive following in Asia, that might be worth more. Yeah, talk to Parlor. Okay, fine. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying though, as you as a person, if you can become huge in Asia, that might be more lucrative than being huge in North America in certain aspects. Like, let's say this is a bad example, but maybe it applies. Let's say you're the worst basketball player on your team. (coughs) They're paying you the minimum in the league. Yeah. But you can go to Italy and be the best player on their uh, team Milan and you're going to make 10 times as much. Like, again, it's just, can you root up your, your family? Is it worth it? I mean, in some cases it definitely would be. And as long as you don't care about the fame, 
you can probably make a real nice living in some cases, you know? Do you know what the average salary in the NBA is? High as fuck. I'm going to yes, say... Okay, I'm gonna I know what it is. I'm gonna the average? The yeah. average salary. Annual? Average annual salary, right? Average annual salary. Yeah, I'm going to... How gonna about like 300000 No, it's 15... Ah. 15.8 million. It's 7 million. Okay. But that's a nice in-between. Yeah. Do you know who the highest paid player this year is going to be? Uh, either Westbrook or Harden. Really? It's going to be uh, LeBron. No. No. Steph Curry. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. He's making like thirty million or twenty-eight million this year. LeBron will be, but it's it's actually an interesting list. And I think number four is some guy you've never heard of. NBA is crazy. They make well. Um, they make a ton of fucking cash. Anyways, I, but what is the lowest player in the NBA make? I think the minimum is a million dollars, or maybe is that what it thousand. is? Okay, okay. Simon, okay. you're forgetting too. Their roster is like twelve men. Yeah, I Com threw out like a CFL number. That was Com crazy. compared to a football team that has forty guys on the roster. Yeah, exactly. I think I think his options are to be a coach or a speaker. His safest bet. He um, would be a good announcer in the UFC. I think he would be a good guy to cover like the wrestling component. That's interesting. He's a great talker. He really is. Like, Super that guy doesn't articulate. seem like he's been hit in the head at all. Listen, I'm going to say no. this. He should absolutely not go to the UFC. When That's he, what I'm saying. When he said, I have no hands, I was like, buddy, stay the fuck away. You will get out. Like, ben, Askren, <laughs> ben Askren had three fights. You could argue, he. I will argue, he lost all three of them. Oh, no, no. He didn't lose all three of them. Well, the pa 100%. on paper, he won they one gave, of them. They gave him that first one because they had a narrative that they were trying to play out and they needed Ben Askren. They thought he was going to be like the next big thing. That was bullshit. Waller got fucking robbed in that fight. Either robbed. way, either way, the yeah. point is, is I think Jordan Burroughs, just given his, his reluctance alone, I think the UFC is something where you have to be like, I'm fucking all in uh, or you will get killed. Yeah. No, I'm and we with saw you, it with we saw it with Ben Askren. Like, if you don't have hands, if you don't have some kind of hands, Khabib had hands. Khabib wanted to go to the ground for sure, but he had no problem. He, you feared him shooting in, but he had some hands. Don't fucking get it twisted. Either way, I think Jordan Burroughs should, he's like you guys are saying, uh, like Khabib. you guys are saying, he's a great talker. He seems like a super nice guy. He should, he should maneuver his way into some sort of. Uh, commentating something yeah well it's, something. it's interesting joe did not suggest he start a podcast for the first time ever yeah <laughs> i think joe knows that like there's no like even a wrestling podcast couldn't do that well um he talked he he contended that people are born bad did you guys agree with that i've always thought people are born good like everyone's born good i think you're born neutral which i would say is good You'd say the he, neutral he, is good. Okay. He he contended that people are born bad and that it's up to someone to raise them to be a good person. Because kids cry over candy and or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, you could argue the same. Like, listen, as much shitty behavior as you see in kids, you see a lot of really heartwarming and good behavior in kids as well. So I disagree with him. I think people are born good or yeah, yeah. as you say, neutral. You well, see like twins, twin babies. Well, first of all, there are babies where one eats the other in the womb or tries to attack the other in the womb because its natural instinct is just to survive, you know? 
maybe, or maybe it's evil and it wanted to snuff out its twin in the womb because it knew it would have to share its mother's love. Like, no, but you what, definitely sorry, what, locked your sister in the fucking closet. What What I'm That's saying. That's an admission. That's an admission. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you have like these two babies and you can clearly see that like they might be raised the same way. And one of them just has a propensity for like kindness and the other is constantly just hitting his crib mate or whatever. Like that happens. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know what that means. I, 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 that everybody is born like with something inside them already. Listen, let's keep in mind. soul is there and. Let's keep in mind too. There are people that are born in terrible situations and their sibling grows up to be a murderer or, or just like the worst kind of piece of shit and they can come out of the exact same thing, you know, an upstanding member of society. So I don't, I, I just don't know if there's any, even any rhyme or reason sometimes to, I think some of us, I don't know. Well, let's dissect this for a sec. So do you believe that we all have a soul? I do. And do you think that our soul, my soul is different than your soul? I do. Do you think that our souls are like um, taught over time? Or do you have a soul when you're born? Uh, the soul slash consciousness, yeah, you're born with it. And especially if you believe in some sort of like reincarnation of some kind or another, it would imply that, you know, you're bringing over something that was left from a future life or whatever. No, I, I, to your original question, Kamar, I think we're all born either good or evil. And maybe nurturing can change us or suppress or make it so you can live your life and never show that evilness. But so hold on. Do you think it's it's down the middle, 50-50, people are born either evil or good? Give or take, obviously. A couple percent. No, I, I don't know if there's... I have no idea if there's a weighted balance to that. I'm just saying, I think that when we come into this world, we're coming in with our soul already intact. So, like, maybe you can change, but you're something to start. Hmm. I don't know if good or evil are even a thing, Matt. I just think we're, we're all something to start. And I don't know if that something is the same or not. Well, I mean, there's a whole other philosophical debate. Like, what is good or evil? Because we yeah, all well, have a different sliding scale and, you know, whatever. Um, then they talked about, it, there must be a phenomenon, this is called, but how parents overparent the firstborn and do not give a fuck about the lastborn. I am that. I am the. That's exactly what happened with me. They were like, no, that happens with every. That happens just all, me every time. Oh, sorry. Okay, fine. Yeah. You're right. I I don't know what that is, but it's it's such a weird thing. Do you have it too, uh, Matt? See, I don't know. Mine's a weird one because, obviously, because I have a bunch of half siblings, right? So it, it like like I I can bring up my little brother. <clears throat> Who's I have the same I share a mother with, but we have different fathers. Now that right away changes everything because you guys have met my dad, kind of a wildcat. Simon's met my stepdad, who's like the most reserved engineer, like you know, straight edge dude ever. So it's a weird one for me to answer, Kamar. As far as me and my sister, 
My sister definitely had it a little bit easier, but I was... Uh, she's younger? She's three years younger than me, yeah. But I mean, I was just... a. I also like made it a lot easier for her to... I just wasn't that great. Again, it, the leash gets looser as uh, the more kids come in. I, I think it, it's, it should be coined as a phenomenon. I understand what you're saying, that you weren't... Um, you were maybe a troublemaker or whatever, but maybe had you been the third born, the trouble you've been causing would have been noticed or whatever. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, <clears throat> let's keep in mind too, Kamar. Um, it makes sense, right? Like as a parent, the first born, you, you've never done this. You're over, you know, you're overprotective. What can they endure? What can they make it through? And then you have another one and you're like, well, this one, we banged its head fucking 17 times and he's, you know, look at him go. So and on oh, the it, third one, it's do you have your helmet off? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it it totally makes sense. It just I should be coined as a phenomenon, the loose leash theory or something. The don't give um, a, the third third don't give a fuck phenomenon or something. No, they have dubbed it a theory. Absolutely, this is a thing. I bet if Matt looks it up on his computer right now, it is a clinical thing. Okay, I should have done more research. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Also, Agreed. He also said he thinks a lot of problems are caused by people saying yes when they don't necessarily want to. Oh, I, I, I can get behind that 100%. I think the problem... Don't you think that is like... We, we, go ahead. Go ahead, Kamar. We're better off to say We're better off to say no, but we don't out of fear of disappointing or not pleasing people. But then when we say yes, then it causes more problems. I thought that was just very interesting. It's the same way, Kamar, you will, someone will invite, like, I remember, you know, a lot of times being invited somewhere and instead of just being like, nah, no interest, being like, uh, yeah, what time are you going? Nine? All right, yeah, you'll probably see me around nine and then just never showing up. You know what I mean? And then the person's like, yo, you never fucking showed up. And it ends up being a bigger problem. Whereas if I had just said, no, I don't feel like going, they would have been like, cool, didn't really care if you came anyway. You know what I mean? It, you build these things up in your head, I think, to be... Um, you you often think that people give a fuck about you. Yes. And really, they don't, Matt. Nobody gives a fuck about anybody. Like, dude, I have this I have this thing. So I was, ta I was, I was talking to my... Uh, my mom and my grandmother, because I was I was like, you know, towards the end of my grandfather's life, I just don't think he liked me. I know he loved me for sure. But I said to my grandmother, I was like, I don't think he liked me as a person. He didn't like my dad a lot. And I think he saw a lot of similarities in me and my dad. He also had dementia, which made it tough because often he'd see me and he'd start yelling at me about money I had borrowed. And I was like, fuck, I never borrowed money from this. You know what I mean? So and then my grandmother would be like, he thinks you're your dad. And then it hit me. I was like, I, he had so many grandkids. Like, I wasn't on this guy's radar. Like, he had six kids. He lived a full life. Like, I was such a small piece of his life that I wasn't even on his radar to be like, this fucking kid. Like, I, you build up these things in your head to often just where you're the center of everyone's world. And you're not. You're only the center of your world. You're lucky. You're lucky if you're in the periphery of someone else's world where they care a little bit. And that's that's how life works. Nobody yeah. cares more than you do. No, it's uh, it's you're usually a small bit in someone else's story. You're only the lead <laughs> player in your own story. That's what I'm or saying. And and you're lucky. You're story. lucky if you play. You're lucky if you play a, a bit part in you know ten people's stories. That's what I'm saying. Well, is, yeah. Well, your family usually you play a role. And everybody outside of that periphery, 
you think you're way more important to them than you probably are. Sure. But I mean, again, Simon, even within your family, like, you know, you obviously have the memories of growing up, but once you get older, like I know people who are super tight with their siblings, like you and your brother seem pretty tight, whereas you and your sister don't seem that tight. Am I correct? Yeah. But so you yeah. see what I mean is like, you're not a, like you play a bigger role. Your brother plays a bigger role in your life than your sister, but you guys grew up together and there's no real rhyme or reason. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Uh, the way we, the way we act as humans is very interesting. Cause same Indeed thing. With, we're, also, we're also all humans. So yeah, listen, same thing with me. I'm not close. I'm not really close with any of my siblings and I feel <laughs> terrible about it. Um, Call them up. Let them know. <laughs> thanks, Kamar. Um, one thing I, we, we talked earlier that the, the Olympics are bullshit or whatever, but it must be amazing and a super unique experience to stand that podium, hear the national anthem play and have the flag raised. It's like a billion dollars, Kamar. I can't even imagine because just like say there's 300 people that's happened to, or I don't know how many, but it, I can't even imagine. But let's ask the question. How do you feel if you're up there knowing that you're, that you cheated to get up there? If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I think or how does it feel, goes. Matt, to be up there and know that you beat all of the cheaters and you're clean? That must be fucking amazing. Well, that's got to be that just be the, the best feeling ass, in the world. Yeah. yeah, That is like the fucking real McCoy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that this Jordan Burroughs has experienced that. Yeah, I feel like he's straight. Well, that's why even um, someone like Usain Bolt, like breaking all those records and all those records now being kind of, you know, uh, a little iffy. You're, you are definitely going to find out that Hussein Bolt is some sort of robot. I saw it. He's a Boston boss. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I saw it. Did you ever see the, the segue where, where the segue hits him? him and he just rolls and gets right back up, smiling like that. The program wasn't even affected, Maddie. Dude, I thought to myself too when I saw that, I was like, oh, his career's over robot <laughs> just hopped up android he is like the most advanced fucking alien i don't know man uh and then there's an interesting thing i should have brought it up earlier but it was on the end of my notes he thought that uh america stood a better chance because of the genetic diversity versus a country that is more of a pure breed for a lack of a better term <laughs> and that's why he thought the russians had to cheat that's interesting. Because America is more of a melting pot, so you have more genes and just more um, universal ability. But the Chinese are very effective at what they do. So they cheated like crazy. Genetic manipulation, yeah. They cheated like crazy. They cheated just as much as the Russians did. Oh, I think they are the supreme cheaters. Because yeah. You've seen Icarus, right? Yeah. Yes. So where does all the fentanyl come from? Kamar, just Where did all back. the steroids come from? Just go back and look. Look at all the Olympics where there were teams that were like the clear favorites. Those are all juice teams, man. Or even crazier. Remember the and, East and, German swim team? <laughs> and does that mean the Americans were doing it too? Just not good enough. <laughs> they won plenty of Olympics. Like Michael Phelps is just not a genetic freak, but a cheater. No, the American team, like as a team, won Olympics. It wasn't always the Russians and the Chinese. What's crazy, though, is this. Like, think about it like but this. They, the Americans spend more money on their Olympics. 
Olympics than any other country. Probably not, though. Probably not. Probably the Russians and the Chinese just don't tell you how much money they're spending. That's a good point. But let's keep in mind, this is an interesting topic as well. It's one thing if you if you yourself are like, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be better than like seventh place. I'm tired of this. I'm going to actively go out and dope and try to cover it up myself. It's another, it's a whole different crazier ball of wax when a government decides we need to win the Olympics. Like that's, that's what we need to do. And we need to like, we need to make sure it happens. Like it's so weird to me to think that that has any bearing or pull on international anything. Like what table are you sitting at of powerful people where you're like, well, we won the fucking Olympics. Like that's never in any conversation. It just, it elevates your status. As well, we did that here, even just, with Vancouver, the own the podium program. It just, you just, it just National does, Pride. Maddie. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just does. But Kamar, Otherwise, nobody would bother trying to cheat so fucking hard. Like, hold on, but Kamar, the lengths, I think sorry. the difference, sorry to cut you off. I think the difference with Canada and the own the podium thing was we are, we consider ourselves a small nation. And the only way we can dominate any Olympics is A, if it's the winter and B, if it's on our soil, because it's cheaper to send people, we can send more athletes, that sort of thing. I think that was a little bit different than, than the, these... and it should, it should have been called the, please don't embarrass, let us embarrass <laughs> ourselves uh, podium, you know, but we're I mean? saying at the end of the day, dominating the Olympics doesn't matter. Like the happiness quotient is really what's important in any country. If, Dominating the Olympics makes everyone happy. Then I guess that's a no. But it cause. it greatly matters to these countries like Russia and China and all these places. Well, like... the cheating the cheating proves that. But here's the craziest exactly. part. Here's the craziest part is most countries that have hosted the Olympics in the past like two decades have done it at a huge deficit. So like, not only are you trying to cheat at something that you then want to host and lose money at hosting. It, it just none of it makes any sense to me. It's a business of corruption, Matt. Oh, I, like, that I'm aware of. They host the Olympics because all of those fucking contractors need to get paid, baby. Like it really is. They they are willing to like bankrupt countries, and they, it just doesn't matter. It is a money making machine. Yeah, it's the worst. It's like it's so weird how it's the best of human achievement and training and the worst of human corruption and greed. But you know, what's crazy is that, and this is, this is nuts because we're talking about what should be talked about next episode, but it's fine. Cause it'll make more room for Khashoggi. Um, these countries like Russia and China, and they are putting the same type of like effort towards cheating at the Olympics, the, the, the spying that goes into like, you know what I mean? It's dude. It's like the cold war for real, man. The same assets, the same it's nuts. But this is what I'm saying. Simon is it make it make cheating at the Olympics makes sense to me on a personal <clears throat> level. Like I explained, I'm, I'm eighth. I'm never going to be better than eighth that I get on. Like not everyone doing it, but I understand the occasional athlete being like, I, I can't stand not being the best. I've trained so hard. Fuck this. What I don't, what I really like you're saying, what I don't get is this Cold War mentality and the money and the assets they're spending. It's crazy. There's something that we as um, North Americans, though, are clearly missing 
because it's worth it to them to put this type of effort towards it. So there's something, it's more, it, there's something, there's a lot of meat on that bone somewhere. Yeah, Agreed. something that we're not seeing, yeah. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Totally. This is, I'm not smart enough to know what it is, but it's out there. I'm smart enough to know that it's there. <coughs> I'm sure the CIA is involved. Okay. Yeah, my... of, three words, Maddie. All right. Well, we'll be I done with Jordan Burroughs. Another language. We've yes, given him 40 done. minutes, which I can't fucking believe because this was an MMA. That's it. That's last, my... last two points. Last two points. Okay. Go ahead. Be Sorry. Discipline, be disciplined or be disciplined. I think that's good advice. Uh, sort of like uh, Goggins or uh, Jocko Wilnick. And then at the very end, like, I thought he yeah. was a nice. I thought he was a nice guy, right? Yeah. And then he talks about how his wife is like, "You got to be nicer to our son. He's only six. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a bit of a hard. Yeah, I was just gonna say, real drill sergeant. Um, he's training a champion, guys. Like I was really nice. Old. I was really nice to my son. Look where it got me. Yeah. So I'm gonna Ouch. rate this as an MMA. Um, well, I, I just mean he's not an Olympic champion, Kamar. Oh, Fair enough. Can so you beat you at tennis? No. As an, <laughs> MM, as an MMA episode, I will give this a three and a half. But it's under duress because this is a fucking MMA and we should not have to listen to it. We should not have to review this. I'm fine that we did it, but five in a week, this is an MMA. That's it. Go, Go ahead, ahead Kamar. I give it a three just as an episode. Super nice guy. Really, really good guy. One and a half. <laughs> and there you have it. All right, let's move on to arguably the best one of the week. Fogel, Brian I don't think Fogel. there's an argument there. No, there is definitely no argument from any 1592. of us. Brian Fogel. And you know what? Normally, normally we all would have been like, well, we all were like, fuck a fucking Saturday drop. Because who needs Not that? Me. Who needs that on a week when you have four? Yeah, no, I, it was it was hard, but uh, but you're off lockdown now, aren't you? I uh, no, I start again tomorrow. You start again tomorrow. No, like I'm back. Oh, you're back on work. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I had no problem listening to this, but I also love fucking Icarus, so I could only imagine that this was going to be something good. Mm-hmm. It's the Saturday drops that are like a comedian, where I'm like, no, fuck this noise. You yeah, know? no need. Yeah, but um. He is, this whole thing threw me for such a fucking loop. Like, well, just that he makes all that money for Netflix. It's so popular. He has all this clout. He wins an Academy Award. And then they will not touch this fucking thing with a 10-foot pole. Really? You don't get it? No, of course I get it. I'm, oh. But I'm like flabbergasted. I'm not just just with China changes movies like obviously Saudi Arabia has got money and everything. I guess I just didn't real I I knew China had their sticky little fingers and everything. I didn't realize that Saudi Arabia was also dictating what and what didn't get made in doesn't get made in Hollywood. You know, sorry, because they me have naive. They have more money than anybody. So you don't hear anything about him, just like the sugar companies. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that uh, the downfall of Lance Armstrong was his ego. Like he never got caught, right? Yeah. 
It was when that guy came and said, could I be on your team? He's like, no, you're a cheater. And maybe had he been like, yeah, okay, hop on. He might have got away with it all. Well, there's also the lawsuits. <clears throat> well, he, his ego suing no, these people. I'm agreeing with That's you, Kamar. I'm, I'm saying. saying the ego of, of, of the, the countersuits as well is, is well, what. No, I mean, Joe made a really good point, Maddie. is that um, if he had just like said, okay, look, I cheated, everybody cheated. They'd have to give it to the 101st guy and left it at that and didn't try and sue everybody who said a bad word about him. He might have been still regarded as like the great Lance Armstrong. I don't know. Who knows? Only uh, we can't go back in time. So You know, when I think about uh, it too, the real injustice is that even though Lance Armstrong did cheat and then even the 50, 100 people below him cheated – even after he cheated and after all the countersuits and all the piece of shittery, he still ended up on Joe Rogan. And the guy who should have won the Tour de France, I don't know his name. You don't know his name. Kamar doesn't know his name. He's sure as shit not going on Joe Rogan. I think that's the... the 101st guy? I think that's the real travesty of the whole story, to be honest. Jean, Jean Rouet. Oh, you do know his name? No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody knows his name. You see what I'm saying? Is That, to me, is <clears throat> almost a bigger travesty than anything. That the that's guy who... Actually... Did he end up getting the medal? No, I don't think so. So who got the medal? I don't know. I could Google it, but I'm not gonna. No, but somebody must have. That's a that's a bar trivia. Anyways, let's not get stuck on Lance Armstrong because that was the least. No, no, no. I just want to touch on that, and then they talked about uh, Peter Nygaard, the Canadian connection, who's spent a hundred million dollars so he can live forever, and now he's going to live forever in jail. He's a Canadian guy? Yeah. So they talk about him, and right at the beginning, uh, Fogel is like, yeah, I think he got busted for some sort of like... Me too. Um, me too sex uh, trafficking. Yeah, And, and right then... away, Joe just like breezes over it. They talk about him for a while. Then at the end, they finally pull up his record, and Joe just breezes right over it again. Well, no, the uh, best is I... Jamie. Jamie goes, oh, oh, I found it. It turns out he paid a sex worker to rape his two sons. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah. let's talk about this. Well, no. I mean, they could have got caught up on that, and then they might have taken away from the rest of the discussion. So, Speaking of Canadians, uh, real quick, side note. You know who I found out? You know who I found out is Canadian this week? Ted Cruz. Yeah. Really? Ted Cruz is Canadian. Yeah. Oh, but through a technicality, <laughs> he was just born here while his, like, Parents were on vacation or something. I don't give a fuck. How are you gonna How are you gonna Anyways. call Barack Obama out on his fucking birth certificate when you weren't even born in the country? What were we just talking about before that? Lance Armstrong. No, 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 no. Just Peter right Nygaard. That. Peter Nygaard. Yeah. Oh, Peter Nygaard. Right. Um. Holy shit. Oh yeah. You can't have. J I'm sorry. You can't have Jamie pull up a thing that says. This guy hired a hooker to rape his two sons and just not talk about it? Like, come on, man. Come like, on. I, like I said, what they were there to talk about is actually way more important. That is juicy I, and interesting. I know, but sometimes you got to divert, Kamar. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, and yes. Oh, uh, yes Simon, and. yes, and. Simon, let's also I, keep in mind. I know all too well. Let's also keep in mind, I have a feeling the story goes a lot like this. And I could see my father going to jail for this. I assume his two sons were underage. 
probably like 16. And he was probably like, I got you guys a whore to which they were probably like, sweet. Yeah, we should know all about this story, Matt. But well, we don't. We're hypothesizing. Uh, there's a lot going on. Like, he got arrested, so, by uh, the States. Like, got, uh, trying to escape the country. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting um, juicier and juicier! <laughs> okay, we'll do a deep dive on it. Um, <clears throat> how, how lucky is Fogel with Icarus, though? That's a but crazy, he just fell like, into it, yeah. Everything well, no, came into but place. His, no, his life was falling apart. He had nothing. And his intent of Icarus wasn't even what it was. He just wanted to see if he could cycle and then get doped up and then see what the process was to conceal it. That's why you always follow your true passion. <laughs> always fall back on your true passion. Make, make your secret uh, board... Your uh, yeah, your uh, you know? your vision board, vision board, vision board. Just do it, man, because yeah. you know you got to put it out into the universe. Well, that's and it. And then my only thing is, what if he ruined that doctor's life? Well, the guy's living you in know, the states that now, was isn't he? In big trouble before that he ever got in touch with this guy, no. But maybe if he had stayed in Russia and just said nothing, they would just tucked him away in Minsk and. Uh, yeah, when they tuck somebody away in Minsk, Kamar, it's you're not in Minsk. It's Siberia. In basement in the Gulag, you know. First of I, all, I, I don't, I don't know that. It's just possible that. Well, we do know that. He, they talked about how many Russian poisonings yeah. this episode. They talked about four. But they do need this guy's expertise to keep their uh, program going. Can we also talk? Not about if he's a liability to them. Can we also talk about that for a second? You'd think Russia at some point would have changed. Like, you'd think someone at the board meetings would be like, guys, maybe we change our MO a bit because the poisonings. Like, it, a poisoning to me always screams Russia. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's their goal, yeah. though. Just a random stabbing would yeah. be sort of weird. Let's shoot somebody. No, no, the poisonings are working. Why They'll go never against see it something coming. that's this working? Is, this They'll is my point. Coming. Like, and this is the thing is it, it goes back to not to ruin Operation Odessa for anyone. Little spoiler, but the Cuban guy at the end of the movie, uh, when they ask the Cuban guy, they go, are the Colombians still after you? And he goes, listen, man, all of my fucking enemies are fucking dead. And I can't wait till I see them in fucking hell. Uh, that to me made me laugh out loud, but it made me think of this guy too, because then I'm like, the Russians don't forget. Trusty rock never fails. Like the mafia too. The mafia actually does have, their memory has a length. Like if you live long enough, the mafia will just, you outlive your enemies and that's it. No one younger cares. Whereas the, the Russians literally seem like they have a list that gets passed down. And whether you know why or not, it's like this name has to go. And that's fucking nuts. But it's like, you know, you hear about these families who are like endowed or whatever to not endowed. That's the wrong word. But, you know, given this responsibility to like watch the Holy Grail or whatever it is, you know. And look, if one of those guys is murdered before he gets a chance to pass it along to his son, fucking game over. Well, there you go. But uh, I mean, like when you're dealing, I'm sorry, Kamar, just one thing. When you're dealing in analog, like pen to paper type of shit, things get lost to time, Maddie. Well, sometimes, but not the Russians. It seems like they keep a couple of fucking <laughs> copies. Uh, well, that's the thing. And now Fogel has uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia wanting him, 
Bye bye. Yeah, he's painted himself into a real. Um, what's that fucking guy's name who wrote? Uh, oh, Salman Rushdie. The real Salman Rushdie type corner. It's a satanic versus. Well, that brings up a good point too, because like if you're this guy Fogel, like you'd have to be so concerned about international travel. And what I mean is, oh no, he can't go anywhere. But think about this: like let's say let's say you're on a flight from Germany to England. That's a bad example because there's no reason they would divert. But I'm thinking about somewhere where they would be like, we have to emergency land in Russia. You know what I mean? And you're Fogel. You're like, no, we're not. Yeah. No. And they're like, he has, a, <clears throat> he has a fatwa on his head and he has the equivalent of a Russian, whatever the Russian fatwa is. I, yeah. And that's what I'm saying is I would at that point be like, well, I've really limited myself to travel. Dude, so that's he, one of the, sorry. He gets, he just gets my, my hat off to him for bravery and like, Telling the story, uh, a real bona fide journalist. That's one of the funniest um, TV fucking curbs of all time is that Fatwa episode where he makes the musical about it. Yep. Great. I've, <coughs> I've been watching a lot of Curb lately. <coughs> Come on, what else you got, buddy? So I'm going to get on to Khashoggi. Um, when him talking about Khashoggi. That's the most egregious thing Trump has done, because Trump knows all this stuff, right? Of course. I I wish her well. But Trump knows about the dismembering, the embalming the body, so the blood, the guys laughing. Like he has to know all that intel, and the fact that he went out of his way, and it's not like, well, I wonder why. Obviously, it's because of money. But like, if all the U.S. media wasn't owned by Saudi Arabia, this is what they could go after him about. But Kamar, this is kind of my problem is like, you know, I feel like even if a real Trump supporter found this out, they wouldn't accept it as truth or they would find a way around it. Like this to me, I agree with you. This is so egregious, this kind of stuff. He is Khashoggi's an American citizen. So this isn't, you know what I mean? Hold on. He was an American citizen? Exactly. Holy fuck. so this, this 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 is the egregious part of it. I mean, listen, it should be any life. It should be any life that they care about. But the fact that he oh, is an yeah, American, agreed. the fact that he's an American citizen, that is, I had no idea. That is, that is beyond fucked. And if you're and an American they, yeah. citizen, that should scare the fucking shit out of you. Money trumps everything. Excuse the pun. The <laughs> other thing is, like he pointed out, he was also an employee of Jeff Bezos. Who was? Khashoggi? Khashoggi. Okay. He's a reporter for the Washington Post with Jeff Bezos owns. Yeah. And fuck, Jeff Bezos would rather fuck give. Amazon. <laughs> like the, the the power and influence they have is so horribly scary. And I mean, it's just it's unbelievably brave what he is doing with this um dissident documentary. There's only one thing that you should all take away from it. No, there are lots of things. But the most important thing, and it's especially true if you're a journalist, is you cannot tell the truth. Well, you can't tell the whole truth. How about that? You you well, can't tell the truth. Depends who you work for. Not if you don't want to end up in fucking tiny little pieces in a gym bag. See, here's my problem with what, what you're saying, though, is like... <laughs> Like, there's still a lot of fringe fucking media. Like, Alex Poole, uh, sorry, Tim Poole and Alex Jones, they're media. 
know what I mean? Yeah, Whether no, you want it, they're not mainstream like, uh, media, but they are media, right? Like they're all owned can't. by Saudi Arabia. Alex Jones and Tim Pool. No mainstream media. Oh yeah, okay. But I'm saying is there's there's non-mainstream media that is not owned by them that is talking about this stuff. So we can't act like if you mention it, you get killed by someone. That's just not how it is, Simon. I, I, yeah, no, that's true. Okay, fair enough. But it's scary to be a fucking journalist who's trying to tell the truth in some of these places, man. Like the U.S. Well, Precisely. the U.S. was not on U.S. soil. No, but my point is like we've seen from Snowden that or Assange that <clears throat> even if you blow the whistle in the states. No, but I'm saying like, where did these? Where did he get killed? Turkey, Khashoggi, Khashoggi. Turkey, Turkey the right? Yeah. Saudi Arabia consulate. consulate. And just yeah. like, but you're not like Turkey doesn't seem like a place where you. I don't know, man. The whole thing's crazy. It's just crazy. To get killed I, I, at a consulate is even crazier, too. That's fucking the, the insane. The whole thing is fucking nuts. He went there to get a marriage license. It's it's tragedy, man. It's and... so fucked up, dude. Like, it's so fucked up that they have it all on tape. It's one of the grossest fucking... It's so... And Trump, like, dude, this whole thing is so fucking bonkers. This and him wishing fucking Ghislaine all the best... He is so fucking corrupt. Yeah, it's this is much crazy. worse than that. It's but crazy. Yeah. But just as a fucking sandwich, man. No, but this is, is my so this is kind of what corrupt. I'm getting at is like it's it's tough. It's tough when you see all this to even to even understand where anyone was like, this is the guy who's gonna drain the swamp, or this is the guy who's going after the child pedophile ring. Like well, he, was ar- he was arm he was arm and arm. This was happening. He was arm and arm with the media Ep- won't tell you about it. But I'm just saying is he was arm and arm with Epstein like twenty years ago. They have so many videos of them fucking, you know, buddy buddy and let and then you you find out all this shit that he did while he was president. And it's just like holy fuck. Like, well, everyone was arm and arm with Epstein, so that's a weird Yeah, that's example. a hard one, man. It is. It's tough because the guy was doing so much like cover work you know fine he needed to to run his fucking shade my point though is you can't be the guy who's like i'm the head of the pedophile ring fighters when you have video with the head pedophile i I guess not man look you were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he said he was going to do things differently and it was nice the idea of somebody doing something differently obviously the guy like i said as soon as he fucking told her to have a wish her well wish her well you knew this was fucking there was nothing no there was no chance he was trying to do good it's just crazy that many americans got conned by like foul language because that's what i realized when he said bullshit at his at his rally the other day they went fucking ape shit and i was like who cares like bullshit is in the vernacular like i get it it's a sitting president and no sitting president has probably ever said the word bullshit no they just go ahead Simon? Not, not, nothing. I just, I was thinking about... Um, <laughs> okay. Anything? No? Just Hello? think think no? quietly. <laughs> um, 800 beheadings in Saudi Arabia last year. That's fucking insane. It's, it, they're it, a country that should be cut off like North Korea. Well, well, this is it, but they have so much fucking money. It's the end of the road. But what I was thinking is, we always talk about how this we're crazy progressive thing is happening but we're in a small little bubble is not happening like 
It's not happening in China. It's not happening in Russia. It's not happening in Saudi Arabia, the Middle East. Like, it's not happening in Pakistan or Afghanistan. Oh, you want to hear the stat I heard the other day? Simon's definitely frozen, right? Yeah. The stat I heard the other day was, uh, oh, no, I see what he's doing. The stat the other day was there are more slaves. They believe there's more slaves on Earth currently than there has ever been before. It's something like 40, mm -hmm. 40 and a half million people live in slavery. And they think one in four of them is a child. Yeah. And half yeah. of them are women. That's We are, and we're worried about... Uh pronouns it's just hilarious priorities out of, out of whack i i just jumped back in at that point where he said and we're worried about pronouns oh i said there's and more said there's i said more there's more slaves, slaves. They, they they estimate that there's more slaves now simon than ever before there's they estimate that there's 40 million people currently in in modern day slavery and that one in well, four of them are, is a child and half of them are women or more than half sorry three quarters of them are there's women there's live human auctions in fucking um on youtube wherever you know like yeah i believe libya and do they consider the uyghurs slaves probably. i don't know probably if you work and don't get paid i think you're a slave um yeah it's uh it's uh, not a good world out there like you, this stuff going on, the Olympics going on. I just think my retort to him was like, not that I get it. I don't know if it's a financial thing, but put it on YouTube. I think it is a financial thing. Cause that was his concern, right? Is he can't get on a streaming service where it's just there to get out there. Well, I mean, again, he just, this is the thing. I think he'll at least make his money back off this appearance on Joe Rogan. I think enough people will rent or buy it on Amazon. Um, I mean, again, I think Joe did him a disservice cramming him in at the end of a long week. Yeah, I hey, there's no reason for him to have to do that. Because like if he had put if he had put Brian Fogel now I know it's weird for us because like there is no beginning of everyone else's Joe Rogan week. Names pop up, they listen or they don't, whatever. But like I feel like on you know on a week where you have three guests, if you make Brian Fogel the first or the middle guest he definitely gets more play than he probably got on this one. Maybe dropping a podcast on Saturday makes it yes, more important. It, Matt. And what's... Sorry, Simon, you keep cutting in and out, buddy. Yeah, I know. Can you hear yep. me? No. <laughs> yes, we can hear you, yeah. Yeah, now you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Um, it's okay. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Either way, this um, yeah it doesn't matter. I mean, oh the, yeah, I remember now, Matt. Just just say it. Fucking Jordan should have been gone, and he should have had the Friday slot. No, I or still, I, I still just think, especially if he's doing it the way we believe he is, where he's like pre-recording them and they don't have any like rhyme or reason as to when they come out. Um, this just seemed like a really important episode as far as like this Khashoggi shit, and people should know this. Whether you're listen politically, I don't care what side of the um, table you lean on because the Democrats do this shit too. So I think it's important to point that out. I'm not, I'm not just trying to harp on Trump, but like this one is definitely, as Kamar said, this is egregious as fuck for them to yeah, let a U.S. The, for, for them to allow a U.S. citizen, for them to have the transcripts and him to ignore. And I know you would say, do you trust the CIA? No, but they have the transcripts of this guy pretty much being quartered in a consulate how do you not go the fuck after everyone involved? Well, no, but yeah. the, what, what Trump did was bad 
is when to make it so you can't go after him. No, and even that's wor- what's fucked up. And then even worse was How like is that even a thing. Yeah, and then How even is worse that even a thing. And then even worse was like you're gonna also bail out this shitty Kushner deal that we've made because that's why we're making this deal. It's so gross. It's so gross. Uh, and just to your point, Matt, about both sides doing it, it there's a little something called the uh, Clinton kill list. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, that's why I was saying. I'm sitting here telling yeah. you. I'm. This isn't politically driven. I'm not sitting here like no, no, the I, fucking Republican. I'm just saying it's gross that this is how politics works and that politicians are bought and sold by other countries for real estate in their own country, which is just fucking absolutely insane. Like it's a lot. It's a lot bigger than just canceling a monk out of Doctor Strange. Is the point? Yeah, but it's, they have so much more money and influence, obviously that it's hard to know it's happening. You're also forgetting that Trump vetoed the bill. That was the other thing too, right? Didn't he veto a bill that would, uh, that they were like going to stop selling the Saudis arms or it's had something to do with. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was a big fucking deal. And he, at the last minute was like, no. So money's everything. Yeah. That's all there's to it. It's I mean, this guy gross. though, it's like everything they said about this guy is absolutely true. So somebody I know at my cottage was like, you know, at the end of his term, he's not going to he's not going to leave. And I was like, don't be fucking stupid. They can't do that. You know what I mean? And here we are. Well, no, I mean, he's right. You're right, though. They, he can't I do that. Know, he's not going to do it. He's trying everything in his power. I just I never thought we would be here. But that's a crazy thing to say after 2020. I mean, of course, we're here. Yeah, and as I predicted, 2021 is only going to be a much worse shit show than the last year we saw, for sure. This year in the simulation was a fucking real cracker. Well, in theory, though, if the Democrats are right, they're going to make it better because they have all the power. All the power. Well, now they do, yeah. Speaking of cracker, just one last thing. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a video of this like super woke old white man standing on his stoop in D.C. Did you guys see that guy? No. Oh no. my God. He's standing on a stoop and he's just yelling. <laughs> his voice cracks like six times. He's like, go home. You fucking bums. He's like, you're tearing up our fucking city. It's I'll, I'll post it on the Reddit. It's, did you see, did you see the person climbing the wall that fell off, get to the top, reaching for the person and then just fall. Holy that doesn't even make God. sense. Just fucking stairs around the corner. It doesn't make sense. Kamar. It doesn't. None of it makes sense. Doesn't make that sense. That person, whether they were an actor or a real person, they took a nasty spill. Oh, yeah. It's an epic fail. Game over. <laughs> All right. Are we done then? Uh, I mean, do we think we've given enough? Uh, I feel like we gave a longer time to fucking, uh, what's his name? But yeah, we're done. Well, no, Whatever. It's, it's not about giving the time. It's the, there's no laughs in this. This is fucking serious. No, yeah. Oh, no. This, it was crazy. Man. The most poignant podcast of the week. I'll come out and say it's five for me, but more importantly, listen to this podcast, get the dissident, like watch this video. Like it's it was an hour and a half only. Two hours. Two hours and sixteen two hours. minutes. Really? And but at I, our speed is forty five minutes. I give it I also match Kamara's five. This is at two hours and sixteen minutes, it's fucking the perfect length. You have to listen to this episode. I know Simon's look at Simon, he's having such a hard time not giving this a five because it really no, was no, like it's, a it's not a five though it's a, it's yes, a great stop. episode just stop i can't do this anymore <laughs> go ahead simon You're what so is it stingy. then 
Well, I can't give this one a five and not have given like fucking Bob Lazar a five. That's crazy. I painted myself into a proverbial corner here. Clark. Okay, at least you know what you've done to yourself. It's true. Um, I think this one's like a solid four and a half. There we go. There's a five. That's a, that's a five from Simon. Any, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Matt Kamar five. Yeah, any listener, any longtime listener knows that's a five from Simon. So let's just put it's that to bed. Five, but it was great. And I mean, listen, Icarus is like top five documentaries I've ever seen. It's incredible. And yeah. must watch if you haven't. It's on well, Netflix. That doctor, that doctor is amazing. Um, you know why it's a five for me, though? Because it was a Saturday drop. I was like, good grief. Like, so much to do. And then it was such an enthralling fucking listen. And he did all the talking. Joe barely did any talking. He got really emotional too at one point. You could tell how much, like, how fucking. Oh. I know, oh. I get it, Kamar. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, this fucking pussy. I'm saying, like, you could tell that this guy had spoken to people whose lives had been severely affected by this and that it had affected his life in turn. So he knows well, too much. We didn't even speak of Canada's involvement in all of this with the guy who lived in Canada because he was a huge part of this whole thing. Yeah, the guy in Montreal. Yeah, we sell weapons to Saudi Arabia as well. So yeah, we're no better. I'm not. Listen, I'm not fucking picking on the states. They're having a, they're doing a good enough job of shitting on themselves right now. I know we have plenty to pick on our own country for. Yeah, for sure. That being said, um, this has been like a three-hour marathon. We're really sorry, but this is what happens when Joe drops five and. Uh, the capital gets stormed. There's just going to be, it's going to be a long one. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, thank you so much for listening, especially if you made it this far. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both J R E E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. Kamar Babar. That was at Kamar Babar. That's what he said. Um, you can follow him there for the weather and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, we have a Reddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash J R E E podcast. If you want to join in the conversation, I usually jump in once a week and try to respond to some shit there. If you have questions, comments, whatever. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to get the post show, uh, you can join for as little as $5 a month. Help support uh, the cause. Help us grow. All that fun stuff. Did I miss anything? The YouTube. There is no YouTube right now. It exists. You can go and subscribe. You should do that if you haven't. Uh, it's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. <laughs> Go hit that subscribe button. There are no videos until we're off lockdown because uh, that's just a lot to figure out and uh, I don't care to do it. So there's not going to be any videos until we're all back together. But you should still go and subscribe because you can go watch all the old videos. Did I miss anything, lads? No. You're the man, Matt. Do you guys have any Super Bowl picks right now? Buffalo. Oh, Kamar's going Buffalo. Here's the thing, Kamar. The Ravens. The Ravens, okay. I'm going to go, what? The Ravens are good, but Josh Allen is the second best quarterback in the league. Josh Allen is definitely having um, a season, but I don't, I don't know. I would love it. Giant. Dude, he's so good. It's not funny. I'm, I'm still going to have to say, uh, unfortunately, I got to pick Green Bay. That's, That's a wild card for sure. As a Giants fan? A lifelong Giants fan. Yeah. I have a real soft spot in my heart for the Buffalo Bills. Well, I had this conversation with someone the other day. I think every Canadian has a soft spot. Well, not every Canadian, but because I think there's a lot of Seahawks fans in the West. But if you grew up in like in Ontario, there's a good chance that the Bills are your team. 
or that you know someone who's like a diehard Bills fan. It's the most accessible game for us to go to. Um, and if you grew up in our era, I watched the Bills lose five straight Super Bowls in the 90s. So this And to the Giants, two of them, and like <clears throat> in real devastating fashion, you know? Oh, they got fucking absolutely shellacked by the Redskins, I think it was, or Dallas beat the shit out of them. Dallas beat them twice. The Giants, I think, only beat them once, Simon. Just once? I thought it was twice. For no, it reason. started with the Giants, I believe. In 92, the Giants beat them. And then I think it was Dallas, the Redskins, Dallas. And they missed the field goal, didn't they, Kamar? Yeah. The, but yeah. the Bills. Yeah. The, the, Bills, one of the, reasons, yeah. the one reason why I like... fucking um, Kelly, man. One of the reasons why I like uh, Green Bay is Cap. Pat McAfee has Matt Rogers on all the time. Aaron Rodgers. Cool, Aaron Rodgers, sorry. And he's such a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, the other dark horse, though, is uh, Pat McAfee was talking about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sat all the players down and said, what do you need to get your bonus? We are going to call plays just for that. Because they were in, and they got everyone their bonuses to say, we're in this together, boys. And I thought it was pretty cool. So watch out for a team that's united. That is really cool. Who did that, Kamar? Tampa Bay. Uh, by Leftwich and uh, I forget the coach's name. But right, what what team? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay the Buccaneers. Byron Leftwich is the uh, offensive coordinator. Said, "How many catches do you need? How many yards do you need?" Went to all the players and called changed, the plays accordingly. I changed my mind. Those guys are winning the Super Bowl. No, I have a bet that Tom Brady will never play in the Super Bowl again. So I need Tampa Bay to not. I, I, I they can't even make it to the Super Bowl this year. Well, they they almost lost to Washington, so we'll see. That's what I'm saying. Listen, Tom Brady is not the Tom Brady used to be. So oh, I didn't know Tom Brady was the quarterback. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know that's who we were talking about. Fuck that guy. All right, well there we go. We've talked too long. We'll talk. This is more post show stuff anyway. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. Yeah.